Two quick things before you enjoy this episode. Number one, the reveal of the CG model for Masterpiece Dinobot was not discovered by us until five minutes after we finished recording. We deliberated and decided that since it was a CG model and not a physical prototype, we were not going to go back and record something. Also, at one point, I begin to whine about how nobody seems to have any proof that the new LGEX Black Convoy Headmaster is actually at Tokyo Toy Show. Turns out he was there today, not yesterday, and is apparently very close to being sold out. Enjoy the show! Here, I'll, uh, I'll count us in that we can get going properly. So that it can be official, you have to count down from an arbitrary number in order to feel like we can actually record? Yeah. It's, uh, it's, you know, like Pavlov's dogs with the bells. Uh-huh. It's what like, if I went five, four, three, oh, two, one. Jesus. What? Where am I? Hi. Welcome now to, I have the power. Welcome to transmissions. What the fuck's going on down there? Hello, welcome to episode 462 of WTF and TFW. It's June 2017, the second of, or as I like to call it, May the 34th. Right? We're in the time zone now for May the 34th? Or am I ahead of day? What's the my math? 33. Oh yeah, we're at the end of the 33rd. May the 33rd. Yeah. May the 33rd be with you, Aaron. Th- thanks. And uh, may the 34th be with you tomorrow, TJ. I, my, my little... My little infinite calendar with the dice don't have numbers for that. Oh, you just wait till I start doing some more base 30 math. Really flipping this up this month. Uh, we're going to kind of dive into this because we we suddenly have a, a pile of toy reveals to talk about. Um, that I didn't know we were going to be doing until, like, what was it, last night or this morning? I don't remember anymore. But before we get to toy reveals, we have some comic stuff to talk about. And uh, the timing of this is horrifying. What with it being that just a couple weeks ago, uh, we were talking about IDW Comics, and I specifically was talking about how great Till All Are One is. Uh, it's my current favorite of the three ongoings. Uh, it is also going to end very soon. Till All Are One is going to run up to issue 12. Issue 10 just came out. And then after issue 12, uh, Till All Are One is going to have an annual sometime later this year to uh, close up loose ends. And that's that. Uh, till all our one is going to be done. Um, Marguerite Scott posted a blog post, and I feel like there's a bunch of stuff between lines in this blog post. Yeah, they're f- pictures. They're like three pictures in between lines of text. I also feel like there's a bunch of non-pictures between lines in this, but I may have read too much Twitter. Um, the 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 reasoning, the, the thing about this that made me blink a lot was the opening paragraphs. Because I felt like I missed something, kind of. Um, So she says they're canceled and says nothing actually happened um, because the book has been doing pretty well. Uh, Is that still in the blog post or did that get removed? I feel like there's a missing paragraph. What? Wasn't what happened nothing then followed by like we were doing pretty well for like we were on. I, I don't I don't recall. I remember seeing something about. Like, 12 issues being, like, the profit point yeah. of the book? Yeah, where is... Is that gone, or am I... Okay, I, I guess I I must have caught it after that, because I never saw a line like that. Okay, there was a line about that, right, TJ? 
I don't I don't recall the one you're actually referring to. I, like, I just I just remember there was a line about the book was was profitably doing all right for an issue twelve, but it's not here anymore. That part I didn't get. Because you because you remember something about a profit line, right? Yeah. Okay, cause that's not in here anymore, unless I'm missing it. That's weird. Anyway, aside from that, which was going to be the opening part of the journey here. <laughs> uh, that or you're hallucinating again, so. I I almost want to run this through Wayback Machine. I'm really <laughs> confused. Uh, anyway, they were, Mary Scott and the team were asked if they want to do something to shake things up, like shift focus, shift cast, or shift the story after the upcoming First Strike event. Um, which I forgot was an event that's coming up. Uh, and Margaret Scott didn't really want to. Um, she wanted to tell the story she's telling right now. And rather than think of a new story she didn't love as much, she chose to end it right there. Uh, and that's the part where I'm, I'm, me and a bunch of other people kind of stopped and stared for a second and were like, that coupled with the part at the bottom where she goes over all the things she kind of wanted to do, uh makes me think like is this first strike event going to specifically make cybertron not jive with the current state it's in right now thus does this mean yet another marigreed scott transformers ongoing has been meddled with by an ongoing event because <laughs> if that's the case that friggin sucks um the bright side is it seems like they are getting to to close all this up the way they want to between the writing and the art and everything um there's going to be an annual late 2017, early 2018. So I guess there's going to be a good half year before the annual um, to close up loose ends. Uh, so I guess the annual is going to, going to be able to close up loose ends super well. It's not going to be rushed or anything like that. But that is a massive bummer because uh, I think that this is the best ongoing IDW is doing right now. And uh, it is going to leave a void. And I am very worried about the state of the cast of this book specifically. Um, I'm also now going into First Strike, giving it a one-eyed squinting stink eye. Because I'm feeling like it might have been partly responsible for this goings down. Uh, but all that said, um, Aaron, I know that you were still catching up on everything. Yeah, I still need to. I uh, I've been busy with too many other things to just sit my butt down and read a bunch of comics. So. I got I got good news for you. You're you're only gonna have twelve issues in an annual to read uh, for the really good that's, one. That's not good news. No, it so it's okay. That's that's kind of kind it's, of the opposite of good news. It's the depressing silver lining part of all this. Uh, a really good IDW series is going to be such a wonderfully digestible package of the original Windblade miniseries, the non-meddled-with, non-crossover parts of the Windblade ongoing, quote-unquote, because those are collected in a, in a trade. And then you got the uh -huh. Till All Are One series and then the annual. So it's like a little package of really cool stories that now, well, next year, no one will have any excuse to not have read. Uh, so we can, we can go hammer drop on that if you really want to. But yeah, uh... Don't worry, Aaron. Actually, it, it might be worth catching up now, because the issue that just came out, issue 10, is, like, one of the best IDW issues I've read in a good long time, just in general. Uh, it's a massive high point. Uh, and it's kind of depressing that about 24 hours after I read it, this news came out. <laughs> it's like, all right, they are kicking ass. Starscream is great in this book. Book's canceled. Sweet. Um... There's also a jackhammer outside. That's 
an interesting thing to start doing at quarter to ten at night. Uh, TJ, you have been keeping up until all our one, if I remember right. Uh-huh. Uh, so, did you read issue ten? I did. All right. How long after issue... Did you read it before or after this news came up? Before. All right. How how long did you have? Like, what was uh... the moment like? <laughs> You mean how how much did I still enjoy this comic book before the depression kicked in? Um, I don't only about a couple hours, I think. Yeah, I I mean I don't know if if you share my opinion. It's just I, I think that issue ten, like among the other things it did, because I'm not going to spoil anything. It's it's barely a week old. Uh, it really once again cemented like how solid IDW Starscream is in his current form. Uh, in a lot of ways. Like, he's an unpleasant dude. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, the jackhammer is really distracting right now. I was wondering how much you could hear it. Oh, yeah, I can hear it. Yeah, we can hear it just fine. Let me go... Holy crap. I'm gonna close my window. I wonder how angry a whole lot of people living on this block are going to be. <laughs> 10 o'clock at night's a great time to start jackhammering. Yeah. Holy crap, man! Like, not to go off topic immediately, but what a terrible time to start jackhammering. <laughs> like, it's a Friday night, I guess. Because <laughs> That makes know, it perfectly excusable. Every single person living on this block, I'm sure, is out partying right now. Uh, or playing video games with their headphones turned up. Anyway, TJ, we're uh, windows closed now, so... All right. Uh, yeah, uh, Starscream in issue ten, I thought was a, a high point once again for the story of that character. Yeah, absolutely. He's he feels like such a distilled version of the G one, like taking that best part and amplifying it so much. He's such uh, he he's a far better schemer than any Starscream has ever been. Yeah, like, knows everything to get at someone's nerves just the right way, and yet. Like, he is now rounded enough that that is not his entire character. Yeah. Like, you know, we they, it's, it's clearly still part of his psyche that uh, that whole thing that went down, like, years ago now, back when it was uh, Robots in Disguise, when he uh, kind of takes out some of his competition, uh, in a way, for the leadership of the planet, and does so, like, clearly feeling kind of bad about it, but also feeling helpless to his own desires. You know, kind of like, well, this is who I am. Sorry, buddy. Pew. Oh, yeah. Blew a hole through your stomach. I feel kind of bad, but this is who I am. So, uh. well, well, it's 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 the tale of the scorpion, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, even even if it's, even if it says it's not going to sting you, you still take it across the river. It will sting you, and you'll both die because that's just who it is. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like just among the things, till all our one has done is it has taken. The great concept of President Starscream and uh, continues his story and continues to build him uh, and and for how great he was when John Barber was writing him, he is even better when Marguerite Scott is writing him. Um, this series also has done the most for the Combaticons that any piece of Transformers fiction has ever done. And that makes me happy because mm -hmm. I always felt like the Combaticons were left behind in a way. Like there's Swindle and then the leader's British and that's it. Um, I always ask people, I like to ask people right to their face. Don't let them look at the internet. Hey, what's Vortex's character? And usually it's like, ah, helicopter. Um, 
and also this this as I said, you know, last time we talked about it, Tell R One also happened to tell a better Combiner Wars story than Combiner Wars, and happened to tell a better Titans Return story than Titans Return. So it's a it's a it's a real tour de force. It's going to be worth reading, uh, even though it is now a lot shorter than I hoped it would be. I like how for the Combaticons they took the misfit of the Combiner War ones that blast off that ended up just being a repaint, and actually made him such a forefront as a character. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know I didn't know how to tweet it, but I was like, another one of the best things about Till All R One is it's like the secret best commercial for the least liked Combiner Wars toy in like the whole line. Like it's it's not it wasn't even the blast off, it was a jet, it's that his head is wrong. Uh, hey, let's call him Takeoff. Let's pretend like he's some other guy. Then this book comes out and goes like, hey, what if uh, we have him have a sliding faceplate and make him awesome? It's like, all right, cool. You're you're, you're quietly selling me on this toy I kind of didn't want, but that's great. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, well worth reading. Um, not, not without its faults, depending on your tastes, but... Uh, I think st- it's been the most solid Transformers book of 2017 uh, and, and a lot of 2016 as well. Um, don't want to belager the point too much because I don't want to talk about like spoilers and stuff, but go read Magritte Scott's uh, blog post if it is all still there when you hear this. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm, excising paragraphs. Yeah, like I went back and looked. You're right. There's definitely paragraphs missing from that. Yeah. Which is only serving to stoke the fires of of conspiracy that were already stoked in my head by a lot of the Twitter postings I was seeing. Because, <laughs> okay, it's just there, there was this conflicting tone to the blog post where it was, I'm ending the story because I feel like it's the right time. And then all of the things explaining why it was the right time seemed to very quietly be things completely out of the control of this creative team. And I felt like there's this big gap from... They asked us if we want to do something different, so I'm canceling it. And I was like, wait, hold on. I almost wonder if it's a case of like, hey, you want to mix things up because that's what we're doing with this next round. And then the answer was like, no, not really. How how we're doing, it's pretty cool, right? Oh, driven that we have to do the the shakeup because that's what comic books have to do now. Yeah. I'm just really you're still making a comic book about a toy line and we got this new stuff coming up. You change everything now. Like that's that is the story of uh, like Combiner Wars and Titans Return as events. Right. Uh, And the the only thing I'm thinking is if First Strike is an event that is like completely taking a book potentially off course to the point where the writer is like, maybe we'll just stop. Uh, That seems like a lesson unlearned from the lessons that I thought were learned and implemented in the way Titans return was done. Um, so we'll see when first strike comes out, but yeah, I, I'm not looking forward to the rest of this year, comic book wise, because, uh, Optimus prime and lost light do good things, but sometimes it takes a couple issues and till all our one was kind of a really solid constant, uh, that I could always turn to. Uh, but, that that's what happens with media, you know, and all these folks are still going to get to work on stuff. Hopefully if they haven't lined up something for Sarah Petra Duroche to do after this, then that's going to be like for crying out loud, guys, <laughs> use your talent. Um, anyway, I, I had something else I was going to say, but I don't remember anymore. Uh, but that's our comic book news item. Um, 
we also have a listener question about comic books because we're mixing things up. We got a listener question from that guy. He says, hey, all, I enjoyed the discussion of the current state of IDW in the last podcast. One thing that has disappointed me a little bit in the current Optimus Prime run is that with all of the Transformers G.I. Joe interaction, we still haven't seen Thundercracker and Skywarp have a conversation. I'm very much looking forward to how that could eventually be handled, especially since last time, if I remember correctly, uh, when they talked, Skywarp accused Thundercracker of betraying the Decepticons and blasted him in the face. Now that they seem like they are on the same side again, I'd be very curious as to how they would interact. What about you and the crew? Are there any particular uh, character interactions, meetings, or conversations you've been anticipating? For people who might be confused by this, uh, post-revolution, Skywarp is now a member of the cast of the G.I. Joe comic book because he spent years being used as a warp drive and then was discarded and G.I. Joe picked him up. And I haven't actually read G.I. Joe since Revolution, so I don't know how that's going. But, uh, yeah, it is kind of weird they haven't had him... So wasn't Skywarp disassembled for, like, Miles Mayhem mask purposes? That was Blitzwing. No, yeah, it was Blitzwing. Or that was Blitzwing, that's yeah. right. Yeah, Sky Skywarp has been basically been used as a teleportation drive by Galvatron and now uh, in the hands of G.I. Joe. Okay. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I have not kept up with G.I. Joe, so I'm not sure what's up with him uh, in the book, but it is nice that he has somewhere to be that isn't he's dead, because uh, there needed to be some kind of payoff, and clearly everyone writing the books knew it, because they would, every few months, you'd get a line from Skywarp going like, are are you going to fix me? Because he was also, like, stuck intangible. For the most part, he was like a ghost. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it was becoming clear to him over time that, like, oh, no one's going to actually unghost me. I'm going to be a ghost stuck in, like, a, a yeah, like a, a warp drive for the rest of my life. This sucks. Um, yeah, as for as for character interactions, a lot of the, the ones off the top of my head, they've kind of hit already. Like, the, the big one for me was I wanted to see Marissa Fairborn and Flint have their thing. And they, they did that, I thought, pretty well. Uh, Flint being an estranged father and the two of them very very tacitly getting along um but I, I can't think of any other ones right now off the top of my head dj is there any um in, in the new hasbro verse is there any any character meeting you're looking forward to i'm trying to think of characters who haven't met yet yeah like they really did hit a lot of them <clears throat> yeah uh, well, we've gotten so many crossover events now and transformers pop up in so many books it feels like there's very few stones left unturned mm-hmm like, everyone mm. met Snake Eyes during Revolution, because it's like, if you're going to have one G.I. Joe come out to meet everybody. Well, yeah, of course. Um, I don't know, Aaron, yeah, are, are, are there any on, on your end? Not that I can think of. Um, I also feel like I'm taxed because I am a month or two behind on Transformers and pretty much gave up on most of the crossover mm. books. I mean, I read the the big event but like i never touched gi joe versus transformers yeah and i i left gi joe stuff because, alone because man that the art style in that while it was interesting for one book the whole oh. thing having the like the crayon filled in that's a different thing type of look that's 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 a different thing that's its own separate little continuity Oh, okay. Um, Skywarp is in just the current, literally, G.I. Joe book. In the just G.I. Joe book? Okay. Yeah. yeah, there's... I recently, I mean, as as part of a few other things, um, like, I used to get 
almost everything, and now I've rolled it back to next to nothing because that's what the pocketbook likes a little bit better. Well, it's all there digitally, too. You'd still have to pay for it. I know, but, but not to not to be a, a buzz in your ear, a sale on Transformers-relevant comic books on Comixology, like, just started, and a whole bunch oh, okay. of Volume 1 trades are, like, three or four bucks. Um, another Actually, I was going to say, another one I really was looking forward to was uh, some more stuff with ROM and Cybertronians, but Alex Milne is doing a ROM... Uh, Transformers crossover book that takes place some, you know, centuries in the past. So that's kind of getting satisfied, too. Um, I guess it would be nice to catch up with the Micronauts cast at some point. Uh, granted, I could do that by reading the Micronauts comic book. But it would be cool if they popped in somewhere else as well. I kind of want to know if they... Uh, I, I mostly want to see Acrier, um marking out for big, cool robot uh transformer dudes again that was cute uh but yeah like i don't actually have any interaction meeting conversation type things i've been anticipating because they yeah. they hit so many that they kind of they kind of flushed that that want in me you know like i'm sure they're there if you said some i would say that'll be cool i'm i'm more but... looking forward to reunions rather than first meetings yeah because i want like to to have you know, like the the Optimus and Megatron reunite now that, you know, like now now that one is like, you know, genuinely heroic over on the Lost Light, and Optimus is annexing a, a planet, mm-hmm. and likewise Megatron and Starscream. Oh yeah, I I would love to. I I don't know they've touched on it here and there, but it was always through like view screens and communiques. Like I I would really like to see President Starscream getting. Um, not tackled, but you know, getting getting his interaction with some other casts. Um, yeah, that's that's reminding me of a few other things I was thinking about. I, I oh, who was it? Now I can't remember. It was on the tip of my brain. Then you brought up Starscream. Now I can't remember. But yeah, I, I like reunions. Of course, I'm I'm way up for as far as just you know strictly Transformers. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what Cup and uh, GB Blackrock are going to get up to uh, after Revolutionaries is done. Because I've been enjoying Revolutionaries. Uh, and I'm not sure if Cup is going to stick with the Action Man book, because he's now, like, super best, like, I'm your big uncle buddy friends with Action Man. Which is really fun to read, by the way. Um, but yeah, I wish I had a better answer for this. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's our comic stuff. Now we've got toy stuff tokyo toy show just recently happened and there are some reveals uh let's get the crummy one out of the way uh for me anyway uh y'all know how we all just we're all getting our our super jinrai and our god bomber to make god jinrai Mm -hmm. what if they then release the toy again but packed in the other two autobot headmaster juniors as entirely new titan masters with it and it was a takara tomi mall exclusive that was more expensive frustrating kind of kind of feeling like kind of kind of feeling like maybe i shouldn't have pre-ordered any of it <laughs> yeah kind of how i'm feeling <laughs> a little bit kind of feeling uh kind of feeling that remember mp04l the last shot original mm-hmm. masterpiece optimus never making another masterpiece optimus not this one 
Yeah, yeah. That's how I'm. It's it's not the same, but it's a similar feeling. That I they it, it if they don't release these two in like a pack with some more or something. It, like if the only way to get these two is to rebuy God Jinrai, then they are nuts. There's no way that that's the only way those are coming out. Is there at least like an anime versus toy difference on God Jinrai? I don't know. Like all they've shown is just the as far as I've read, all they've shown is it's just uh the God Jinrai that everyone is putting together right now. Okay. Cuz um, I didn't know if like maybe one of them is more toyetic and the other the Takaratomi Mall exclusive is like the the anime version where th- this one little bit is shaded slightly different. Because at least then I'd be like, hey, look, man, Japan, it's great that you get every little variation in there and that that's important to people. Kudos. I'm hoping it's going to be like just it's metallic or something like something so that it at least like there's a reason Mm -hmm. to go for that. thing. Like I I, this would have actually been even more stupid. But I was my first reaction was like, why didn't you do fire guts? God Jinrai. Yeah. Like you did that when you reissued the toy way back. I don't know. Um the like uh i forgot what his name is now cab cab and minerva do look pretty good um oh just the grays yeah yeah like the sculpts look pretty good they they seem to be fully original so there's a whole lot of depth to that that i'm not sure many of the other titan masters have quite a level of i'm sitting here looking at faces oh um, yeah. yeah just um, like from the 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 forehead to the furthest back part on that faceplate, and it's the only thing that makes me like okay, that's a little bit weird. Is the like depth of the seat of things? Yeah, um, I, uh, I, how I, well I, that'll play along. But I think it's just an extension of what I thought. Um, I I first saw with Topspin, where his faceplate was a lot wider. I think than than several other Titan Masters, and it just it gives this appearance of like a more solid boxier head. Okay. And so this this feels mm-hmm. like their their face plates are both wider and a bit thicker. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels like they're giving these a little bit more attention because they are primary characters rather than just you know your standard headmaster or titan master that's just made up. It's also kind of a bummer seeing them packed in with a mall exclusive because it's like, all right, you're not gonna be doing Minerva as a toy. Yeah. Yeah. Not that I like, I didn't really think they were gonna, but it's those little moments when you realize that like yes, this is the timeline we live in. I'm like, ah, oh, nuts. Should have rolled a one. Um, there there was one other thing in here. This is more contentious, perhaps, that I thought was another stinker. Uh, a lot of people disagree with me with this about this on Twitter. That's for sure. Um, whereas over here in the states, we are just getting uh for the leader wave one alongside Megatron, we're just getting a, a redeco of Age of Extinction leader Optimus Prime. In Japan, they are getting a caliber Optimus Prime. It comes with some new weapons, and his backpack has been retooled into a removable shield. Uh, a lot of people are digging this. I think that when, when you just remove the backpack from that leader toy, his hip skirts and shoulder skirts look twice as bad. Uh, and the, he doesn't look terrible. He just looks really awkward. And I feel like the existence of the Voyager toy is, is only making this even less impressive to me. This is like, rather than all those retools they would do of the Revenge of the Fallen Optimus Prime, this feels like if they did one of those to like the 07 Optimus Prime. 
uh, where mm-hmm. it's like, you know, it's not like it's bad. It's just, why are you doing it to the less good base figure? Uh, I just don't think this looks very good because he comes with all these melee weapons, but the th- maybe not a lot of people ended up picking up the leader toy. The leader toy is not very poseable. Uh, if you try to... Yeah, it looks like all that junk behind his legs doesn't do him any justice as well. I mean, that yeah, that's that's still there, and it's almost like not having the backpack makes stuff like that, along with all the flaps, like, just stick out more. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly, like, the backpack was, was a weak part of the toy, but yeah, I, I just feel like this is a little misguided, uh, but... A lot of people didn't like I also picked up the Armor Knight version of the leader toy where he got tons of extra paint and a better head with a swappable face and, and all that stuff. Um, and a lot of people didn't. And uh, if you don't have it seems like if you don't have Armor Knight Optimus, there is an extra level of enticement to this one, which I just can't see because I've already tainted myself. Uh, but Aaron, like, how, how do you feel about this? Leaving all of my feelings aside. Um, it's yet another Optimus Prime movie toy that I'm not going to be buying. I thought you were a big fan, but I guess you're just a casual. Hey, like I said, I gotta I gotta be drawing lines in some places, and a movie line with an aesthetic that just isn't my bag. I can see how people would would like uh, the appearance of a bunch of these movie toys, and there are going to be some that I pick up. I I really like the the look of the the Megatrons with the like much sleeker jet. And, uh, you know, things that look new, I'm more interested in buying. But things that, that are continued rehashes are just like, man, that's a, a good way to keep my money in my wallet. That's the other bummer about Caliber Optimus Prime is it's like it's a retool of a three year old toy that did not yeah. age very well uh, at all. Because um, I just busted I just busted out Armor Knight Prime to, uh, to compare him to the the Voyager one that just came out, and it's like, yeah, this is the the, the leader size one needs to take a nap, mm-hmm. take a long nap. Uh, TJ, do you have uh, any feelings on Caliber Optimus Prime? It's at least an interesting attempt to fix that mold, which kind of has issues every time I've goofed with it. Like, oh yeah, I, like I, I don't mind the figure so much. Like you know, it's cool enough i think i actually prefer it with this change up because the biggest problem to me has always been that big rack that hangs off of his back Mm. like i don't mind that going okay we're just gonna make that like a shield now and just put in his hand you know i can completely deal with that i think it also bugs me because it means that the um the what's the name of the flat part on the back of his truck mode there's a name for that the bed is that the bed uh, if it was a pickup truck, that would be the bed of the truck. Yeah, you're looking for the the tongue or the connector or um. There's another name for where the trailer connects. Because because that chunk now just parts forms off of him. Mm-hmm. So if you if you leave the shield aside and just transform the figure, he just turns into a uh, was I guess a a circumcised truck. The back, the back bit's been, you know, the back little floppy bit's been sliced off. It's not so much a, it's not, it's not a very uncommon thing these days. I mean, Classics Optimus Prime looks completely naked without his parts. But he still has the, the little bit in the back. Because also, there are, there are also wheels back there that now parts form off into the trailer, or into the, the shield. Um, I don't know. Th- that bit also, like, unless there is an integrated transformation where you can leave it attached as a backpack, so at least, like... 
Optimus Prime just can still turn into a vehicle himself without having to, like, throw the shield on the ground first. Um, let's move on from Caliber Optimus. Let's talk about the fun stuff. <clears throat> There's uh, some more reveals for Transformers Legends. Uh, they have showed off their six shot, who's going to be LG-50. Uh, they are still calling it Submarine Mode, and that makes me happy. Um, I can't tell, but I feel like the LG-50 version has a slightly different looking either face sculpt or helmet sculpt, but I did not actually compare him at all. Um, Hold on. I've got six shot in hand now. Uh, it looks, yeah, it's a, it appears to be a little bit different. It seems just a little more angular. Yeah. It looks like the, the cheek parts are maybe a little bit wider. Yeah. Like it comes forward more mm -hmm. and... Uh, the, the helmet eyebrows. is definitely more aggressive. The, I think the, the eyebrows, eyebrows definitely comes, narrower. Yeah, the eyebrows yeah. narrower, and the like fin thing uh, down the top looks like it's maybe thicker. Okay, so uh, there's there's a solid uh, difference between that one and the North American one. Um, I don't think they showed anything about the identity of the headmaster yet. I'm wondering if they're gonna like super lean into the sculpt that it's already got, uh, as the guy whose name I forgot, who uh, is super good buddies with Chrome Dome, Caliber. Um, Caliber, yeah. That's no, you know, like was no. was it Jack? I think God, what was it? I think uh, it was like Jack. It was something simple like that, like Frank or Jack or Jack. Fred. Uh, Fred, <laughs> Fred the Autobot. Um, but other than that, there doesn't seem to be like you know massive differences other than, of course, you know, color stuff. Um. I hope that uh, we can get some side-by-sides, unless there are some in the thread and I just haven't looked yet, uh, to super secure that helmet. But... Okay, okay. Uh, U.S. name is Revolver. That's where I got confused. Uh, yeah, Jack. All right, I remembered it. Hooray. Um, next up is Broadside. And here's the thing. I spent days, I just flipped past this picture of Broadside because I was like, oh, look, it's Broadside. His colors are a bit different. It looks like they're going for the faceplate face rather than the really weird red human face he had sometimes. Uh, then, like, days later, a whole bunch of people were like, yo, did you not see Repugnus? I did not see Repugnus. Broadside appears to be holding the Repugnus vehicle, mm -hmm. which is, uh, painted really well. That answers the question I had of, like, is it gonna suck for everyone in Japan that they're gonna get the Repugnus head, but not the really cool Repugnus vehicle? No, uh, it's just being packed in with Broadside. Maybe they saw how much Broadside was shelf-warming, and this is a preemptive measure. I don't know. Um, other than that, like, I don't, th I don't actually have broadside, so I'm not sure if, like, his gun is different or anything. Uh, he seems uh, to be less blue. Broadside, yeah, it doesn't look like he's got the blue. Again, I've, I've, what I've been spending, like, the last two weeks is sorting stuff down. So, mm -hmm. uh, hey, broadside's in hand. Uh, let's go all the way around. His shoulder pillars are red instead of gray. Uh, his gun looks like it's clear pla or um, is gray plastic instead of the transparent blue plastic. So I'd assume that his wings may also be, mm. um, you know, maybe the the one photo that's on TFW only shows the deck of broadside. Yeah. Um, it looks like he'll have the same backwards wing or backwards uh, fin issues for his tail, since his uh, two fins on the knees. Or on the 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 shins are pointed upwards. That's a uh, from what I understand. Were doing the swap it to the other side fix. Yeah, like that sounds like it's an easy thing to to tweak. Yeah. 
And then it looks like he's maybe a darker, he's got more dark gray overall. Yeah. Like thighs are red. It's pretty, it's a much difference between the two schemes. I am, uh, I'm, I'm not sure how, like if I want, if I would have wanted them to change the faceplate to the weird red cartoon face. Yeah. Um, I think it would have been cool if they included like both. And then, like, in the little packing comic made kind of a meta joke about it that, like, he's got two headmasters. Mm-hmm. And that explains how Broadside never makes any sense in the in the cartoon. Um, but, yeah, he's uh, he is confirmed now. Uh, also confirmed is Misfire. And double confirmed is that Misfire will come with one of those fancy pants new target masters that Takara Tomi is doing. Uh, so, grats, guys. Um, I'm still looking forward to Misfire stateside. But I'm I'm also... In the long run, I feel very okay with just doubling up between Titans Return and Legends, because I've mm-hmm. already done it a whole bunch. Um, not for, like, the whole line, but just for the ones I really like. Uh, here's the weird thing, though. They, they've they shown their double cross, their twin Inferno. He definitely looks like he's painted uh, differently. Uh, but he seems to also have a target master. And that is odd. Um, I guess, like, because he's a deluxe coming out... And yeah, haven't other... all the deluxes come packed in with one of the like Titan Master body things? Uh, no, just just the like you know the original seven guys, like the the main headmasters. Okay, but I, I, I had thought that each of them came with some extra pack in. Well, as of Hot Rod and Cup, it seems every deluxe is coming with a Target Master now in Japan. So uh, that is probably why Double Cross has a Target Master, because he's every he, he is just coming to keep out the theme going. Like, Hot Rod, Cup, uh, Trigger Happy, and Misfire all got Target Masters, and it's like, okay, here, Twinferno will give you one. I haven't really looked, like, his Target Master seems to be kind of silver and gray and black. I don't remember precisely what everyone else's Target Masters look like. Maybe this is how they are going to pack in Target Masters for Blur and Scourge. Um, Because I don't remember what Blur's Target Master looks like, but maybe if it looks like the one that Twinferno is holding, uh, that could be how they're going to let scourge and uh and blur catch up to everybody else um i i only just realized that so that that probably answers the question like uh who else is coming out like i bet perceptor will come with a target master for someone who who could have used one that already came out in the line uh uh-huh. seems like a really logical way to uh to work those guys back in um as for like double cross himself uh like the colors are different and that you know they are different the the dragon heads are slightly better painted they got tongues uh it seems like you know again uh, on the same level as most legends to, uh to titans return uh paint schemes um and i think that was it for legends stuff so uh yeah i mean that answers a lot of the lingering questions with transformers legends like every they're going to do target masters they're going to do misfire so they're probably going to do everyone who appears in titans return one way or another uh i'm convinced that uh late this year early next year legends is just going to do like uh either two two packs or one four pack for those clones that are coming out in the box sets for titans return yeah um having having now i don't own it yet but i have messed with uh, the Autobot clone that's in Chaos on Velocitron, and like that just did. It not only feels like a just a Legends ass Legends toy, but there is engineering in that toy that is not used right. for turning into a car. So they are obviously going to be doing uh, all four. Um, 
Have you guys uh, got any other thoughts on the Legends, like, classics reveals from Tokyo Toy Show? Uh, mm-hmm. Mostly mm-hmm. unsurprising stuff? Yeah, about what I expected. The Target Masters are nice, but other than that... Yeah, I- I'm liking that everyone seems to have them, because, like, uh, if the and, and a lot of the Target Masters all look different. So if all that tooling is done, like, you know... I'm not saying it's gonna, but it seems like it's not impossible for those Target Masters to come out stateside somehow. Maybe via a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive set or something. Like, hey, what if that's the San Diego Comic-Con, like, small box set? Is like, here's a bunch of Target Masters. That'd be kind of cool. See, that'd be something that I think would be great as the the Comic-Con style exclusive. Yeah. Because it's got, it's got nostalgia, and they always do a little one to go with the huge one, right? Mm-hmm. You know, or a medium one. Uh, that would be darn cool. I'm going to be disappointed now if that's if that's not when what that's they're not doing. the case. How dare you not do the <laughs> idea that I randomly came up with? It was so good. Hire me. Um, the uh, some other movie stuff in here, like you know, accessories you can get if you buy toys at certain retailers. How exciting for all of us who can't do that. Uh, Masterpiece Bumblebee, Movie Bumblebee was on display again. Did you guys see the news that it sounds like Masterpiece Movie Barricade might actually not currently exist? Uh, his listing got cancelled on Amazon Spain, and uh, according to that talk that we're going to talk about later that the, the, the fan sites had with Hasbro, it sounds like the, the, the wording they used was if Bumblebee and Optimus Prime do well, then the Movie Masterpiece line will continue. Hmm. And I was like, Maybe Barricade was one of those listings that wasn't supposed to get to a computer yet. Like, uh, Yeah, that, that's a very odd that it would have even gotten that far. I wonder if that's something where some purchaser was talking to some, some mid-level person. Like, yeah, there's a yeah. lot of things that we're looking at, and then that went in like, because hey, hey. language barrier and confusion, and then it turned out like, no, we were just like... Like, hey, maybe we could do this, possibly. Not that's what we are doing. If if the movie masterpiece line does well and continues, like I would certainly wager that Barricade would be yeah. in the first four or five of them. So he's probably like on a whiteboard somewhere and maybe even like, you know, kit bashed as a mm-hmm. as like a I forgot the word for it now. Not a test shot, not a prototype, but a kit bash, you know, con- a concept piece. Kit bash um, is a kit bash. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he probably exists in that form. Um, but yeah, it seems like all my dreams of seeing a really cool movie one barricade this summer, maybe I'll need to wait another summer or two, uh, to see that. But the other final piece of news here is, uh, masterpiece, uh, MP 12 plus anime colors side swipe, uh, was standing alongside, uh, the first public appearance of MP 39 masterpiece Sunstreaker, who now has a Chrome spoiler. So I, I, I guess the... The big they gone through all the colors now. Um, all the colors. Yeah, wasn't. Didn't it get displayed with something else or shown with something else? Oh, it was. Sunstreaker first showed up in uh, in a magazine where his spoiler was yellow, and a whole lot of people were like, "Well, that sucks," and that's not even cartoon accurate. And I guess maybe that was a hand painted test shot because now he's got a chrome spoiler. Uh, No, the thing he can do is um, he his alt mode can like go go gadget car transform into a normal lamborghini right it looks like those side panels roll over and hide the big breathers yeah and then like he grows uh tail lights out of his rear fenders i believe um it's really cool um 
this is this is mostly two things here. Number the reason I bring this up. Number one, I just like to complain that uh, doing sideswipe in anime colors doesn't mean much if he still has his diaclone ass head sculpt, much like with Red Alert. Uh, please, somebody on Shapeways, someone at a third party company, someone, Doctor Wu, please make a more cartoon styled Red Alert and sideswipe head uh, or heads. Just just looking at this photo of him standing next to Sunstreaker and looking at their two heads, those don't feel like they belong together to me. Um, they certainly look good next to each other, but their faces are completely different species of Transformer. Uh, and it, it, it's even worse that they're supposed to be brothers. Um, but that said, let's, uh, let's quickly, you guys, um, Aaron, I'll start with you. Just how, how do you feel about the look of this Sunstreaker that popped up out of nowhere? Uh, I'm definitely interested. Sunstreaker may not be a convention get and may be a pre-order down the line. Well, he's up for pre-order. Yeah, but all those numbers right now are in flux, aren't they? Hasn't, I thought I saw somebody's that yeah. went up high and then pulled back down and Yeah. It's it's what BBTS does when they don't have an official solicit for it yet. Right. So they've they've done it before where the, the pre order is like forty bucks higher than it ends up being. Right. Either way, so I'm trying to gonna... be a little bit more uh conscious about my pre order monies. Well, Sunstreaker is going to be more expensive than Sideswipe. Like there was, oh yeah, a... there's, it, there definitely looks like there's a whole lot more engineering in there. Yeah, um, uh, more parts, and especially with it saying, you know, like you said, the GoGo gadget uh, action on it is definitely a whole lot more than uh, Sideswipe that does, you know, nothing. Yeah, and uh, sort, so seeing seeing this photo where they got Sunstreaker, you know, in a pose with his hand open, mm-hmm. I know, I know it's better than you know the sideswipe style hands uh once this this line breaches like ten thousand yen i really wish those hands looked better <clears throat> it's a very petty thing like a, like a separate pointer like a separate index finger i just wish that like, because the, he has like the i'm kind of holding a trigger finger yeah it's just, it's just the jointing of, like the jointing is fine but the sculpt if it's not balled up always looks wrong because the fingers are sculpted curled Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just doesn't look good when you articulate something where the fingers stay curled. And uh, it's it's my lingering qualm with the Masterpiece Transformers line in general. Uh, Megatron, uh, the new Megatron, solves that really well. And maybe that is jointed onto Sunstreaker and I just missed it. But uh, I don't know. like Because if Masterpiece Transformers are going to kind of lean into being a bit more expensive and going crazy with their engineering, that's great. But then, like, let's tackle this hand thing. Um, unless I am really me and like a handful of people are the only ones who care this much, which may be the case. Uh, TJ, how do you feel about Masterpiece Sunstreaker? It's definitely unexpected. Like in my head, when I'm thinking about what comes next for Masterpiece, there's always that thing in my head going, well, it's probably something they can get a lot of reuses out of because they really like to run their repaints and their remolds of Masterpiece figures. And you can understand why, because they're, really you know really expensive to produce mm. but this was this was a very happy little surprise like i really like g1 sunstreaker he, not one i would have expected in the masterpiece line for a long time well we i mean we've talked about it on this podcast i'm sure that like uh him and jazz i was convinced that like they had been designed for sure 
but that the nature of their car license probably was making them stuck in development limbo for you know the rest of time yeah mm -hmm. uh, and i saw a pretty good point made on twitter which is like you know granted it was like this with megatron as well but given how frigging finished this guy looks like what if maybe they had in fact been working on the sunstreaker for a good long time and kept tweaking it kept trying kept prodding at lamborghini to figure out how to get this license to to play out properly uh, and you can almost see it in some of the engineering, like the fact that he can turn into an untouched Lamborghini. That sure feels like something done to appease the car company. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Also, oh, yeah, it's part of the transformation. But also notice that the hood does not split in half. Mm -hmm. you no, know, that thing mm -hmm. Lamborghini is apparently quite particular about. Um, yeah, they, they want the <clears throat> that's I mean, everything that we've heard, they want the lines of the car to look right and remain there. Mm hmm. So yeah, there's there's a lot of a lot of you know educated guessing one can do. Um, this makes me yeah. excited though because if they can do Sunstreaker, I feel like the sky is the limit. Like if Masterpiece Sunstreaker and Masterpiece Bumblebee exist with their car company's logos attached, uh, those were those were like some of the biggest hurdles to clear. Um, I think that Sunstreaker was a bigger hurdle to clear licensing wise than Jazz uh, would have been. So. Jazz, yeah. I think Jazz and Mirage are going to be the next two that may not happen for a while for purely licensing reasons. But, you know, we'll see. Yeah, like, well, Jazz, I would figure, because it's a more prominent character and it's, you know, more reusable mold. I figured that was going to be the next one. This, I really like the Sunstreaker. He looks really good. I like all his tricks. I got to looking at how many things he did, how much flipped out and all these parts of the doors come up, the hood comes up. I'm like, okay, I get it. You're good at toys. Stop the, showing the, off. I like the part <laughs> when they're like, we didn't, we we simply could not make the windshield turn into his chest. It's physically impossible. So we had to use a fake chest, but we compromised by having the part turn into the fake chest by turning inside out. And I'm like, all right, cool. So you guys are good at what you do. Uh, <laughs> we all, we all, all right. Good, congratulations. Congratulations. You showed off. Mm -hmm. I really, I really like how they showed off though. It's fantastic. Yeah. I think the I think the best question I got about this when I started tweeting about it was does the alien mask fit tracks? I would bet you a solid dollar that they made it compatible. That would be wonderful and also infuriate me cuz that means I would need two. No, that's going to be the Amazon. Remember with Soundwave when it was like, "Oh, you want more Energon boxes, more Energon cubes? Uh get the Amazon Japan exclusive. We threw in two more." Well, mm -hmm. no, they'll they'll do it with like that'll be the Amazon exclusive part for like masterpiece Hoist because the interview did mention that yeah, Hoist yeah. and Trailbreaker were on the book. Yeah, has me excited, but like, yeah, like if you want all the masks you need to rep to do the episode, you need to start buying up all the exclusives. Well, either that or much like with Sideswipe and all of his hand attachments, which the the twelve plus comes with all of them, which I'm happy to see. Um, the toy will come out, and then a month later, Doctor Wu will just have recast them and release them himself so you'll be able to just buy you know like master alien former mask for like five bucks or something um that mask is gonna if that mask is compatible with more than sunstreaker it's gonna get knocked off like immediately oh yeah um yeah i'm uh, I'm, I'm excited like i i think that just again purely licensing wise i bet you jazz and mirage are gonna be real hard to clear for release uh but like they got Sunstreaker done and Sunstreaker like red Sunstreaker is the original Diaclone toy, right? 
Mm -hmm. that's going to be a prestigious release when they do that redeco. And like, mark my words, they are going to freaking do that redeco. Uh, and it's going to be red paint on a Lamborghini. So they're going to have to, they're going to have to suffer the fires of Lamborghinis use this specific paint purgatory. But there's no way that you get Sunstreaker done and you don't try to do like the single most iconic Takara design uh, that relates to Transformers. Yeah. Um, well, it's about the only other reuse you could get out of the mold in the first place. Oh, uh, you know, and the police one, because everyone gets to be a police car. <laughs> it's just a rule, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can't wait for that. in Japan, if you make a car and release it, you have to release one as a highway patrol vehicle. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't wait for that rule when Mirage comes out. I, you know what? There's a precedent set with, what was it? Checkpoint and Prowl or whatever? Checkpoint, and it, was, it was the SWAT team, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, it was a space F1 car, but it was that was a police F1 car. <laughs> uh, also, there's Chip Chase. Hooray. A, a character I never thought would have a toy, so good on him. I hope, like, given that, you know, they added a chrome spoiler to this copy of Sunstreaker, I hope that when Chip Chase comes out, he actually has a face. Um, <laughs> did did, uh, did Spike have just a be face another weird no. blob of paint? Everyone always has a weird flesh blob for a face. Chip Chase has glasses. I think that means he can finally be the one to break the trend. Granted, it might just be a flesh blob with glasses painted on its face, but that's better than just a flesh blob. Uh, and yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited about about the MP12 sideswipe. I'm just you know I was kind of fingers crossed that they would they would do up something a little more anime for the head sculpt, and uh, sadly they didn't. Um, I believe that does it for the Tokyo Toy Show reveals. Is this the Tokyo Toy Show where the Black Convoy version of the Titans Return Voyager Prime was coming out? Because I ain't seen hide nor hair of a photo of that toy. I honestly have not been paying attention. I thought this was yeah, the show when you. it was it was going to be for sale, but I, I haven't seen... Only Robot Kingdom has ever put up a pre-order for it. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. We'll find out. Maybe pre-orders will show up like as I'm ending the call tonight. <laughs> um, but... Uh, we also have a listener question that relates to one of the toys we talked about uh, just now. Uh, this listener question comes from Whelp D. It says, Dear gods of audio entertainment related to plastic toys, I have a quick question for you today. For many years, we have tried to make triple changers work, and for the most part, they do, except for Broadside and Octane, where one mode severely hurts and distorts the other. Uh, so my question is, what vehicle on these two figures would you change or replace so the others feel more natural? Uh, I.e., something instead of a jet on Broadside. Uh, yes, you can still mash shift. Thank you for your time. Welp, DPS, since it was Rider Click last time, now it is TARDIS Explodes. Good old podcast memes. Uh, so I'm, I'm guessing this means, like, take Broadside and take Octane and tweak one of their modes so it isn't as, like, viciously intruded upon by everything else. Uh, for Broadside, I think it's really straightforward. You go from aircraft carrier to spaceship. Is that cheating? Yes. But I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, I think for that, for broadside into a spaceship would work really well because that allows you to ma maintain a big angular thing and, like, stubby wings is a whole lot better than trying to be, like, aerodynamic wings. Yeah. Um, I, I always loved the Fans Project take on broadside where he changes from, like, a Macross space carrier into... Uh, like a, a shoot 'em up space uh, aircraft. Like it's just, mm -hmm. it's two space vehicles. Thus, they work because you don't have a point of comparison anymore. 
Um, also, Macross spaceship carrier type carrier modes are friggin' cool. Uh, that's my taste, anyway. I feel like broadside's a really easy one to tweak, unless, like, you guys have a different idea. Um, I'm trying to think of something else, because that does seem like... That does seem like a almost a cheat, because... You know, you could look at his current vehicle mode and go, well, it's the space fighter. It doesn't matter if it's not aerodynamic and looks like a flying brick. It would just bring him in line with Springer, because Springer cheated from day one. What does Springer turn into? A helicopter and a nondescript space car mm-hmm. that looks like yeah. a helicopter, you know? <laughs> yeah, th- yeah, that good old comfort zone of Cybertronian modes. Yeah, except Springer, Springer's didn't even try to hide it. Like, now that there are so many third-party Masterpiece Springers coming out and people did all this line art stuff and everything, it's like, I didn't realize how garbage the original Springer's car mode was. Like, the back end is half as half as wide as the front end. Like, he looks like a helicopter that fell down and then, like, pulled a blanket over its its butt or something. <laughs> uh, but I think Octane is, is the interesting one, because I think with Octane you kind of have to choose, right? Because, like, it's not that the two modes really distort each other, it's just that they make literally no sense. Like, a jumbo jet into an oil tanker. Well, from the concept of, you know, some of those big jets were also made into aerial refuelers, and thus they both could be carrying fuel, there's a theme. This is true, but why are all his windows so very tiny when he turns into a jet? Because it's a really big take, jet. It takes a lot of yeah, it takes, it takes a lot of people to hold all that fuel. Like I'm gonna leave out the part where we can still mass shift here because I think that having to think of two vehicles that are more close in size is a lot more interesting for Octane. Because I'm thinking, what if you know he still gets to be the you know the big carrier plane and then he turns into a big oil tanker of the sea? You see, in my head, when I read this question, my brain was so, going to so like you get rid of one airplane to ship mode, and instead you turn another one into well, a ship sh- and an airplane. Sh- what What's the problem with broadsides vehicle modes in the first place? Is because oh, he turned into a battleship. Why? Like, you know, true. You had, yeah, you can turn it, into a plane. Why would you ever turn into a battleship? Except for broadside doesn't turn into a battleship, he turns into an aircraft carrier, into aircraft which carrier, makes it even worse thing. because an aircraft carrier doesn't do broadsides. Hey, this this is the this is the mode where in the cart <laughs> point valid point. It, it, this is the mode where they had to literally break it out by having him turn into the aircraft carrier and fall on someone like mm-hmm. like like he's the wily e. coyote. Yeah, we justified it. He sat on somebody after he inflated into yeah. an aircraft carrier. He squashed Devastator. Man, I always think he's a battleship, but you're right. He's an aircraft. Because you know why I always think he's a battleship? Because that's cooler. Yeah. So how about we make him a... Well, look, look, there's the mode we need to fix. So, so he's not an aircraft carrier. He's a battleship. Yeah. Because like, a battleship doesn't have to be enormous, right? Like, there's different sizes of them. I played oh, yeah. the board game. There are, there yeah. are definitely smaller <laughs> ships down to like what do they call littoral combat ships that are designed to be like coastal and large rivers yeah oh my god and then his name would make sense too yeah okay yeah that makes a little yeah okay i think that's that's the earth mode broadside because my solution was to just make him cheat like springer so then you just make him a quad changer because if you look at the zumwalt ships uh 
uh, that is a very like stealth looking destroyer. I don't know if you've ever seen what a Zumwalt looks like, but hey, there's a big crazy uh, Google Images link. Here's our resident uh, boat expert, Aaron, in case you're turning, tuning in for the first time. That looks cool. Ooh, that That is also a Lockheed Martin thing. So, hey, I'm oh, remaining a company man or something. Oh, we're not but... sponsored by Lockheed Martin. <laughs> Opinions of Aaron are his and his alone. <laughs> okay, I've seen these. These take only two pegs to blow up. Yeah. These that weren't even a, in the a, movie. That is a guided missile destroyer. Not, not to take off tangent, did you guys ever watch the Battleship movie? No. No. You should I, I, I could see that of, coming a mile away. No. Mostly out of survival instinct. At some point when you're in the right mood, skip past the first like hour, wait till the aliens show up. What mood? Like deathbed? Yeah. <laughs> the main reason you got to watch the battleship movie is just, you just got to find a clip of it when the one thing they do to tie together is the alien ships kind of make a board and kind of work like pegs. It's pretty funny when you see it. Cause you're like, it's such a stretch. It's almost inspiring, you know, like against all <laughs> odds, you've somehow got a battleship thing in here. And then of course the, Yes, I say all this. The film actually never had the line "You sunk my battleship," which is like one of the biggest crimes of, of film I've ever seen, like in the last century. But that aside, uh, that's a really cool looking boat. It's Sumvalt class. Yeah, and actually, no, this isn't the Lockheed Martin one. That's the the catamaran ship oh. is the one that's the Lockheed Martin. Well, this just, is Bathfire Works. I'll just close I apologize. this tab. I'll close yeah. this tab and uh, we'll move on to yeah. Octane. Uh, TJ, before we, we got all into Boatcast, <laughs> you're having an idea. Well, the idea was like one of your problems with with Broadside is you put him out into sea and there's no one for him to, there's nothing for him to do. So it's it's just, it's basically just him and every now and then Sea Spray visits him. Like, so if Octane becomes something like, yeah, like, like you know, like a, you know, you know, like an a oil tanker. ocean, like an oil tanker, like an ocean tanker, ocean liner, or like a submarine or something. Work with that, like cylinder shape. Yeah. Oh, a submarine would be so easy too. You just fold the truck cab into the trailer, like flip it, flip the truck cab inside yeah. out, and it turns into like the back end of a submarine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh man, you can turn them upside down and give them a gun mode too. <laughs> no, no, we can't can't do that anymore. Um. Yeah, I think we solved triple changers. Uh, like the the biggest part of this, the end of the day, Springer is a big fat cheater. Mm-hmm. Um, don't don't hold him to higher like because there are like fifteen Springers coming at. And I had this conversation with uh, with Ian Reed, or as I call him upstairs, Ian. Um, the, the in in the sea of Springers coming out, it's pretty cool to see how like, in my opinion, the coolest looking ones uh, that have the coolest looking car modes completely throw away the g1 line art for the car mode uh and then the ones that are the most slavish it's amazing seeing that garbage car mode in three dimensions and going like someone wants this congratulations you've got a car whose rear end is a third as wide as its front end it looks stupid anyway uh, we have one more uh, toy reveal topic because guess what happened recently that none of us, I guess, were expecting at all. Uh, the Hasbro Transformers brand team had a Google Hangout session with a whole bunch of fans and fan sites to talk about the uh, the rest of the last night 
toy line because uh, much like Age of Extinction, Transformers The Last Night, Premier Edition, is not going to be a very long toy line. It seems like this stuff they're showing is Wave 4, I think. It's also the final wave, um, which means everything that they showed off is also going to be out, they're saying, probably by August. And I'm kind of excited about that because considering how uninspired most of the first wave of this toy line looks like, it seems that that was like a way to kill time so as they could make all the cool stuff later. Um, in my opinion, anyway. I just, is it me or does it seem like it's also a lot shorter turnaround? Because haven't the last few movies had six or seven waves? Age of Extinction didn't, I don't think. No, I, I want to say, like, because they rolled the deluxes into, like, a pseudo-generations line. Yeah. Like, that's how yeah. they were labeled. It, I think the deluxes were only, like, three waves worth. Hmm. It's three or four, and I'm... And, Whatever the final yeah. waves were, they were very tiny. Excuse yeah, me, very was, tiny. Because it was like, was it like lockdown and and uh, it was lockdown. Slog? It was well, it was lockdown slog, and then it was the crosshairs repaint into tracks. Oh AKA yeah, hot shot. And then the U.S. line Poor didn't guy. even get stinger. Yeah, yeah. In Japan, it, it went for like another wave to do stinger. Um. So yeah, like this this line, and also like some of these figures are exclusives as well. So like. There's a lot of stuff packed in here, but, like, Hot Rod, for instance, is a Walmart exclusive. Um, he's also kind of obviously a retool of Deluxe Lockdown, um, which I'm actually okay with because I liked that toy except for when they were trying to tell me it was Lockdown. So that toy, as someone who isn't Lockdown, I'm kind of into. Uh, it just I, I wish that there was maybe a bit more different with him. Uh, it is officially licensed by Lamborghini, so they, they did tweak the alt mode shell a whole bunch, uh, I'm guessing. Uh, I'm not going to try to sell that Hot Rod toy on anybody. I just, I, I like the base design of it. Uh, I always liked that Lockdown figure as a Viacon uh, more than Lockdown. Um, there's also the Mission to Cybertron stuff, which is the Toys R Us exclusive line, including Skulltron, who, uh, now that we have a better look at his head sculpt, uh, you can see that he has a terrifying head sculpt that looks like a half-brain-smashed zombie knight. I'm kind of into it. Uh, the only thing that's making me hesitant is everyone I'm reading from who has gotten Steelbane, that he's a redeco of, apparently Steelbane is a floppy mess of a figure, as far as his plastic tolerances. Uh, so hopefully that's not the case for Skulltron. Um, there's also Infernicus, um, who comes with a small Quintessa figure, another Toys R Us exclusive. Uh, they mentioned in the Google Hangout that they uh, specifically tried to, uh, like with the new Torso figure, they specifically tried to enhance the aesthetics and proportions of Abominus. So that's kind of cool. Um, before we get into the other neat stuff, did you guys have any thoughts on on the, the Mission to Cybertron stuff or Hot Rod? Not really. Not I think I passed so quickly on that hot rod, I didn't even realize it was locked down. Yeah, it, I mean, it. I'm not sure if he's literally locked down or is, you know, more like uh, Cogman or, or Drift, where it's so heavily retooled and redesigned, it's basically a new toy. Um, but I think someone said that this hot rod figure's legs are the same as lockdowns. I haven't compared them. They, they um, do look the same. They look, at very least, very similar. Yeah, if the legs are the same, then I'm thinking that is what you could classify as a straight-up retool. Mm. Uh, but still, you know, having a Lamborghini alt mode and being a figure that I did rather like, partly for its car mode and how clean it was, um, I'm, I'm 
into it just as like a you know general movie toy certainly i'm not going like oh man as a hot rod fan i am stoked i mean although you got to admit he's got some orange on him see all the orange yeah those three yeah. little patches on his legs a little uh, bit on the... uh-huh. uh i know i like i like the combiner demon better yeah inferno kiss i'm uh aside from having a stupid name there are a lot of stupid names in this line <laughs> uh, skulletron that much easier to get through legal skulletron now that i've seen the head sculpt i've almost come around on skulletron <laughs> might have to maybe name something that simple just so people can actually just just so we could tell that someone's talking about him yeah it's, it's took just a, so, took so a really know. hard hit to the head you know the guy who if you look at him you think man i bet that guy's name is like skulletron or something it's like oh guess what his name is skulletron cool uh there was a tidbit about skulletron i thought was interesting for his paint um because they want to make him look kind of weathered i don't remember where it is now but uh they they apparently did something specific with the way that they're painting him so that he looks more uh patinaed and and burnished yeah Um, well yeah he's got a bronze plastic going on but you can see all the green where it looks like the bronze is aged yeah, yeah. I, I read through the notes that a bunch of different sites, like TFW, Formers, and BWTF all had notes. Uh, BWTF actually has some screenshots from the Google Hangout as well, uh, if you want to see some gimmickry uh, up close. It's it's the obvious stuff that you can visualize for the most part, but it, you know if you want to see it for real, it's there. Um, let's get into the exciting stuff. The end of the main line is ending on, I think, a real high note. Uh, Cogman. Uh, he shares a lot of transformation design with the Age of Extinction Bumblebee or uh, the Stinger toy. Um, pretty much looking like the same transformation, just all the parts are new. So, you know, he's, you know like uh, like Chrome Dome uh, was akin to the Combiner Wars cars. Uh-huh. Here's all the cool stuff about Cogman, though. He's a licensed uh, Aston Martin, which I think is the, a first for Transformers. Um, also, I don't know much about cars, but... When I was little, my mom had a James Bond Aston Martin toy with an ejector seat that I wasn't allowed to play with because she really liked it. So okay, I've, I've, uh, let me let me cut you off here. Aston Martin cars don't actually have ejector seats. Wow, guess what just turned really lame? Aston Martins. <laughs> uh, no, I just because of that childhood experience. Like to me, the Ast the Aston Martin is like a a it's it's a prestigious car uh, in my head. So I'm really liking that he turns into one. It's because it is a expensive car. Hey, what a good coincidence. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's based on a toy that I liked. I like Stinger a lot. Comes with a sword. So uh, he's carrying on the, the knight aesthetic of a lot of the toys in this line that I like the most. Uh, and he's got a Titan Master. Uh, his head turns into a little cog man. And it uses the Titan's Return uh, engineering. So it is compatible with all of Titan's Return. And then this is topped off by the fact that his Aston Martin vehicle mode is a two-seater. So you can have Cogman and another Titan Master drive around in him. That is friggin' awesome. And it looks like it's right-hand drive to be appropriate as an Aston Martin. Confirmed, yes. Uh, That was pointed out, apparently, um, during the Google Hangout. So Cogman, I I already really liked his design from all the posters and stuff. Uh, I'm way into Cogman. That that's a toy I'm looking forward to. Like, it's not going to be a mind blowing figure because I have that toy twice for the most part. But all the extra little bits, you know, and and like I love, I love the piloted vehicle aspect that we've gotten from Titans Return. To have a deluxe size car with two seats, uh, 
for some reason, that really is just like activating a switch in my head. I can't explain to you how or why. Um, so, I don't know, Aaron, how are you feeling about Cogman? Um, I think I will end up getting Cogman. Uh, new mold plus headmaster with headmaster port equals damn it, they got me. And it, he turns into the world's most prestigious car in in my childhood worldview. Okay. Um, I won't be getting it for that specific reason. But I thought I the could, Aston I could, Martin was I could cooler see why than you the would. De- I thought it was cooler than the DeLorean when I was a kid. That's how much it was built up in my head. See, the, the DeLorean is interesting, but it's only the time machine that's the cool one. This is true. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you say that. I bet we have a listener who is about to come at you in the thread uh, who thinks DeLoreans are the hottest poop. And uh, that's that's what the joke of it being the time machine was. Yeah. Because you couldn't you couldn't get a DeLorean up to 88 miles an hour unless you were maybe going downhill. (laughs) Or, you know, you attach a nuclear reactor to it. (laughs) I like the part in Back to the Future, too, when they kind of pointed that out. Even as child me, I kind of got it where. Marty's like, hey, why don't we just fly down and crumple his car? And then Doc Brown's like, that'll just shred the DeLorean apart. He's in like a 50s muscle car. Yeah. (laughs) This thing's made of paper compared to that. Um, TJ, how are you feeling about Cogman? It's definitely an interesting look, interesting figure. Um, I like the interplay. It explains uh, how Cogman works in the movie. Makes total sense to me. I don't want to set myself up for the disappointment, but yeah, like if he's actually a headmaster in a live action movie, that would be kind of neat. It might be the only way this works. I mean, what if this is a toy only thing? I'm ready for this to be a toy only thing, but I hope it's not. I'd be surprised if it was a toy only thing because of the like design discontinuity that would go into that. Yeah, like like to point it out in this hangout, like John Warden called the Aston Martin a transtector. Are we, what if Sir Anthony Hopkins says the word transtector? <laughs> Let's just drop a Japanese G1 term on us out of nowhere. There's just going to be this high-pitched noise coming from all of the deep nerds. There's this... No, no, you don't understand the word that he said. Yeah, what? Yeah, it sounded like gibberish. Did he have a stroke because he was saying that line? Like, no! Because there's like, that's that's layer what, what one. What noise are you making? La- layer one. This thing's referred to as a transtector. Layer two. You know how the Titan Masters, all two of them in the comics, had this thing they did where they just decapitated another Transformer and then took over their body. Mm-hmm. And that gimmick was never actually really in the line all that much. Right. Guess what gimmick is in this line? I just read that. So what if he is a live action movie Titan Master? And they legit make him a legit Titan Master. Right? Mm-hmm. That's the only reason why Nitro would have the gimmick we're going to talk about in a few seconds or a few minutes. <laughs> Unless there's anything else about, about Cogman you guys want to drop on. Like, I just think he's he's not... Let me say this. I like Stinger a lot. It's not a mind-blowing toy. It's not the most poseable thing in the world. Like, there's no waist joint. Uh, it's a little bit rickety to keep standing because he kind of has funny heels. But... I don't know. Just a lot of this is a, is a package I'm really into. Yeah, I'm skipping a lot of these movie toys. I saw them in stock for the first time at Walmart today, and I really didn't have much urge to pick any of them up. This one, I might have to. Also, Wave mm-hmm. 1 is just not an inspiring lineup to look at. Oh, no, like... <laughs> no. 
Okay, we got the Not same. Yeah, we've five dollars more for basically the same Bumblebee and the Dinobot I didn't like the first time. That's, yeah, that... but you get a box. It's not on a card like some lesser toy. Both those things came up in the Q&A section of this call. We'll, we'll talk about it a, only a little bit because they got the answer to that was just some that was some uh, marketing spin is what it was. <laughs> um, all believable stuff. All things I think people had theorized already, but it was all confirmed. Um, let's talk about Nitro. We finally know what he turns into. He turns into a jet. Uh, the pictures of him are from a very flattering angle for his jet mode. I bet you his jet mode has a massive underchunk. Because I don't see any of the robot on that jet <laughs> mode, and that's a picture from hell of a top angle of that jet mode. Oh, yeah, no, you that... see what look like shoulders <laughs> and yeah. arms down the side. I don't mind. It's just, you know, you can... You, we all can agree, right? Like, you can see what's happening here. Yeah, yeah his, those are his legs. I see that. Or his <laughs> legs, yeah. Um, But the big thing about Nitro, uh, he has a Titan Master cockpit. He has a removable head with a Titan Master socket. But his own head doesn't turn into a Titan Master, which means Nitro is the first Transformers figure designed to be hijacked by a Titan Master. And, like, that, I think, is a friggin' cool idea, too. See, that's such an interesting little thing that they have no reason to throw in, is what makes me think Cogman might be something. That, and they, they mentioned specifically with Nitro that they got to use the movie's CAD files to design his robot mode. So it's like, all right, you're telling me Nitro is actually legit in the movie. And he has this weird contained play pattern with Cogman <laughs> hijacking his body. And the live-action movie sure like to decapitate robots, so it's all adding up. Uh, yeah. Um, John Warden also mentioned that he had fun uh, designing the jet fighter, because it... Guess what? John Warden mentioned he used to work on G.I. Joe. Uh, and once upon a time, <laughs> he got to design jets, and now he gets to do it again. Um, the jet is apparently not a real-world jet at all. It's just... It's a G.I. Joe jet, you know? It's, it's very... Mm -hmm very quietly sci-fi if you look at it from the right angles um so uh, i don't know aaron how do you feel about nitro i he looks good and like beefy mm. like looks like a brawler i love the backpack stuff yeah uh, I, i've been into nitro for his robot mode ever since his robot mode got leaked mm -hmm. so and i'm just trying to figure out where those turbines come from I, I bet if we pivot the camera down a little bit more, we would see something obvious. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just sitting here clicking back and forth between the two images. Yeah, I'm doing the same thing. Yeah. Oh, I did and... that for a bit. Like that. That's why I'm, I'm actually a little frustrated with the angle, because I'm like, unless, unless the toy transforms insanely, and that, that is completely possible. Like, there's none mm -hmm. of his alt mode on his robot mode. <laughs> I'm not sure where the wings go. Like, you can see his tail fin hanging off his butt. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. <laughs> I, I figured the thing on the back of his arm is his cockpit. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, that, like, split, split, up, in, split half in half and then parts pop out. But beyond that, I mean, but if they're saying that, like, his... The, That'll also hold a, a Titan Master, so that's like on the back of it, and that maybe splits down the middle. I don't know. Yeah, 
I mean, again, maybe the wings are just, they folded them back and they're sticking off his back like a giant shark fin because of the angle maybe, we can't see maybe it. Maybe that's so. what the turbines are. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Don't. Because the, the missiles are shown tucked up against the wing. It's true. Don't play <laughs> with me like this, man. Like, if they curl up into those, they, they, they don't. No, there's, <laughs> there's, no, there's no hinges on the wings for that. <laughs> but damn, that would be cool if they did. Come on, how did Mind Wipe transform? I, okay, yeah, but you can see hinges. it. You can he had see hinges. It. <laughs> These are CAD models. <laughs> uh, they, they've got score lines. The hinges are hidden underneath. Yeah, I got to stop looking at robot mode. It's just making me get frustrated again. I'm like, where, where is everything? <laughs> TJ, how are you feeling about Nitro? Oh, I'm really, really digging the design. Like it's been interesting going from like the super tiny, super blurry images to like now seeing him in full glory. I super dig this robot mode. I love how much there's just there's just weaponry all over him. Yeah. Like, not only does he look just beefy and powerful and like super armored, and he's got he's got the like he's he's got the shockwave thing going on in his face, but just. The, he's got a, the, I mean, the chain gun on one side, but pickaxe crossbow thing in the other. These massive turbines and missiles. He's, I love how loaded for war this guy is. Like this is what I. This is the feel I get for like a movie Decepticon. Yeah, he's like a good mm-hmm. movie Decepticon. He's like he's you know all the qualities that you found in a blackout are on this guy. Uh, I sent you guys a link to to, to Ben's World of Transformers. Uh, if you scroll down, there are some shots of real Nitro. Because mm-hmm. he's showing that you can uh, you can put Cogman on there, and so I figured maybe if we see pic- pictures of real Nitro, I didn't look for this at all, so I'm, I'm just looking at these pictures of real Nitro that's being held by John Warden. I still don't see where any of the jet mode went. Yeah, like it's just it disappeared. It's on the shoulders, all just curled up into his arms, and then they just attached them to a robot body that was sitting to one side. Uh, also, if you look through these pictures, you can see, like, the the inside of the Aston Martin uh, deal mm-hmm. with the two seats and everything. Um, yeah, uh, Nitro and Cogman are, like, a pretty darn cool pair of toys uh, that, like, Nitro, I was already sold on. Cogman's gimmick, I was already sold on. The fact that they can interplay is, like, a cherry on top for me. Um, and that brings us to the third uh figure so there's a deluxe a voyager and a leader toy the leader toy at the end of the this movie line is dragon storm who i was ready to not feel anything about because i was like all right three-headed dragon i bet he stands up uh all the kitty toys of dragon storm work that way you take the dragon you stand him up little did i know uh dragon storm is actually two robots uh that are bigger than deluxe but slightly smaller than a voyager so they're their own price point uh, apparently, according to John Warden, the way that the, the two knights combine into a three-headed dragon, where was the word? There's a specific word he used. So uh, like a duocon. Is, is, yeah, like a duocon was part of it. There was a thing about, right, uh, according to John Warden, the transformation is, quote, bananas and complicated. Uh, and apparently during the hangout, uh, he held up the instruction booklet for Dragonstorm and it was uh, as dense as six shots instruction sheet. Leafed through the, the four or five pages of it. Apparently, both figures have like 20 to 30 steps apiece. Ooh. 
And uh, if you read the solicit, this is the thing I missed for a bit. The solicit for Dragonstorm in the press release material says each of those knights has, you know, this many steps turn into a dragon. And then in five steps, they can combine together into a dragon. So it was kind of implied that they each have an individual dragon mode. Oh, no. If Even if they don't, the fact that they both don't look like dragons all that much and combine into a three-headed dragon is cool enough for me. Um, the only thing about Dr Dragonstorm that I don't like is um, one of those robots has a horrifyingly bad name. Uh, Dragonicus. See, now Infernicus already was kind of like, what's up with you? Uh-huh. We got a knight who turns into a part of a dragon. Cool, what's his name? Dragonicus. All right, well, we'll send him over to the corner. Uh, <laughs> what's his partner's name? Stormrain. Hey, Stormrain, come hang out at the cool table with Sky. Stormrain is a great name. I guess he he's having the cool name because he... I think Stormrain is the one with the wings, so I think he does more work. Uh, Dragonicus is just like the dumbass with the mace. Uh, they both, I think the, the two robot modes look really cool. Um, and the fact that every figure except Steelbane was really hitting me, and Steelbane was only not hitting me because I heard he was kind of loosey-goosey, I think that the knights are like the dinobots of this line. As in, I look at them and I see a unified team of robots that turn into things, not necessarily Transformers, but like Steelbane, Dragonstorm's two guys, and, uh, and Cogman. They all have a sword. They all have, like, a knight aesthetic. I'm kind of digging it. Um, mm -hmm. But, yeah, the, the one thing we don't know about Dragonstorm is anything about how he transforms. Apparently, when they showed him at the Google Hangout, uh, he was just in dragon mode, and he looked massive. Um, and the, that that's in line with Leader Megatron, who apparently is also massive. Uh, during the Google Hangout, I think it came up that when they first got a look in physical uh, at the jet mode of Leader Megatron... Uh, it, they, the, everyone on the team had a moment where it was like, we just made like a piece of, we just made a piece of art or, you know, whatever. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm trying to see if I can find a thing about Skeletron's paint as well. Right. Uh, Skeletron's paint. This is the thing. The rust is pearlescent, not flat to give a wash effect. So that's what they're doing with Skeletron is like a pearlescent effect on the rust color. Um, anyway, Dragonstorm. TJ, you had an oh no moment with Dragonstorm. What's up? <laughs> it's just, I was like you. I was, I was completely writing this off. Leader-wise, I was looking at Megatron, and that was just about it. Mm -hmm. And then we get to the part where it's two really cool-looking knights turning into a really cool dragon. And we throw in the possibility of them triple-changing into their own dragons. <sighs> like, you know what? It's not like they phoned in anything. Like nope. that, that's a whole lot of work to make me suddenly interested in a toy I was not interested in. This is almost yeah. like this is almost like the counterpoint to just reusing the last Bumblebee for no reason in the first right? wave. Right? Suddenly the first wave makes so much more sense. It's like we had to cut yeah, we had to cut coder somewhere to make this thing. Like y'all y'all Design busy. time was taken longer. I don't know. We can slap a little extra paint on this thing and buy us three months. Yeah. Like, y'all were busy doing something. Turns out y'all were busy doing something really cool. All right. Also, I just saw Wotafa's video review of the Voyager Megatron. That toy has ankle tilts. So wave one of, of Transformers 5 was just a big old stalling tactic to do, to do cool stuff, it seems. Uh, 
yeah, uh, Dragonstorm, I'm like... I've, I I am anticipating this figure almost more than the two Megatrons. Because like, I think that a lot of that is, is all on the back of, for crying out loud, how does this toy work? Once I see how it works, I'll probably calm down a bit more. Um, like, all I can see is that uh, Storm Rain's arms probably turn into the outer two dragon heads. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing that even if it's not official... I'm guessing that Dragonicus turns into, like, just a serpent dragon. So, like, he turns into the middle head in the back. So I bet if you have him separate, then you have, like, a kind of funny-looking two-headed dragon with wings and a, and a quadruped. Well, I wonder if and... you'd have, like, one that's more, like, if you get... So the um, the one with the dragons on the backs of the arms have the wings. So I wonder, and he's got the back legs... Yeah, as the backs of his legs, so mm-hmm. I don't see four legs, the front legs in that. So he's going to be like a two-headed wyvern-looking thing. Yeah, it's going to be very R.I.D. Megatron. Oh yeah. yeah. Also, then, like, like how much thought are we putting in? Like, this has to be a success of some kind that we are sitting here staring between mm-hmm. Nitro and Dragonstorm. Yeah, the, the parts where we're sitting here going like, so how does this work? <laughs> right back to some of that early no what we need to do is we need to grayscale this thing so that we can color code okay the the arms are green and the back legs are are are, are a dark <laughs> blue oh and god then this part we know is obviously out of this so we're going to code he's coming off the other one so we're going to code that in red can you imagine how terrible these instruction sheets are going to look for Dragonstorm? Oh, oh, don't don't and it's going it. to be horrible because they're going to do it. the same stupid thing of grayscale, small blurry pictures taken with uh, like a 2006 camera phone. I wish someone at this Google Hangout could have gone in with the tactful version of the question of how are you guys going to like unscrew your instructions? Just be like, yo, guys, <laughs> what the f***? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the sound of that. Demute just going, All the right, uh, gonna... TFW. Uh, person's microphone there momentarily we, we just um, had to, to kick aaron for a second um he got mad no guys <laughs> it looks like total horse uh yeah still we seems... keep on we is, is, you have a connection issue can you run a quick uh still seems mad. test still seems pretty mad about something <laughs> uh also can i just talk for a second about how great the knight helmet aesthetic on these two guys is mm-hmm. like look at those head sculpts that's everything I loved about Scorn in those head sculpts. Like, just a big, like, kind of mean, vaguely Teutonic European bucket, you know? Bit of a bit of a paladin look, bit of a bit of a Templar look on, on Dragonicus. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm so psyched for for Dragonstorm! Especially if he ships by himself. Did you guys see the big bad Toy Store pre-orders one up for Leader Megatron? And if you want him, you have to buy the case. Ooh. Where he's bundled in with the stupid Optimus. Uh, no. No one... Take my advice. Don't pre-order that. Ooh, no, 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 <laughs> Don't no, get no. That Optimus toy is, is... That does not belong with that Megatron. When, when Takara Tomy in that magazine scan where they revealed Caliber Optimus, they posed Caliber Optimus with Leader Megatron. I was like, are, are you like... What did he do to you? Why are you being this cruel? Why, why are you showing everything wrong with that Optimus? 
Uh, anyway, any other thoughts on Dragonstorm? You guys want to throw in? Any other theories on how he works? No, bring on Dragon Dreadwind. I'm ready. And you know what's great? Dragonstorm comes. Dragonstorm, Cogman, and Nitro are going to come out after Voyager Scorn, after Voyager Megatron, after Leader Megatron. Like, I'm actually looking forward to stuff. This is weird going from my first visual experience with some of the new movie molds and going, meh. After the, after the, the, like, tired, wet fart of wave one. Yeah. Like, it's like I was, like, five hours ago, I was looking at this line dead in the eye and going, I don't need you. And now I'm looking for pre orders. I'm also really pleased that apparently you found out about Dragonstorm's thing while we were recording. That I liked that reaction. <laughs> that makes me happy. Uh, anyway, um, we should talk a little bit more about uh, some of the other reveals, which actually are mostly Legends, Toys, and Two-Packs and Repaints that I don't think any of us are interested in. So let's talk about Primus, who's not called Primus. He is called Converting Planet. Uh, Transforming Cybertron Planet. <sighs> So <laughs> there's no trademark conflict with a band. Let's let's get the really ugly part out of the way. This is Cybertron Primus, um, and he's now $150 US. That sucks. But mm-hmm. he is a toy from over 10 years ago. Toys from less than 10 years ago when they get come out in box sets and stuff already cost a lot more due to the big changes in toy production that happened over the mm-hmm. last decade or so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is not surprising. It just is one of them sobering, kind of sad reminders. Uh, here's the the bright side. Apparently, all of the electronics are still there. Yeah. Um, whatever the sound chip is actually going to say now, I don't know. But all of the electronics, lights and sounds, with you the... fools paid too much. <laughs> I'm expensive. Uh, I'm not even in the movie. I, also, this this guy is in kind of kooky colors. I've been having a lot of fun watching on Twitter all the different other orange and purple Transformers people are likening him to. Like uh, that that hero Megatron repaint of the really crappy tank Megatron from Classics. Mm-hmm. Um, that, yeah, uh, that one Armada, Cheetor. Yeah, Armada Cheetor I saw. Yeah. I saw someone refer to him as G2 Primus. That's yeah, perfect. Yeah. That was pretty good. I almost feel bad, though, because in the conference call, they explained the color scheme, and it's a really decent explanation but it's been completely overshadowed now. <laughs> Did you guys catch the explanation? Yes. Uh, basically, they what they went for is the, the planet mode. They tried to emulate the colors of the G1 painting of Cybertron they would always use. Uh, and then the idea was that, you know, how it was kind of cold and black and, and, and cold palette stuff on the outside with kind of an inner glow. The idea is the inner glow is the orange plastic that mostly gets revealed as you turn it into a robot, thus... The inner glow is the life of the planet when it turns into a robot. It's a really cool concept. Unfortunately, no one's going to remember that by the time the toy comes out. Because <laughs> we have G2-ified, comparisonified, and completely taken ownership of whatever this color scheme is. Uh, I think it looks it looks cool. It's just, it's a shame that it's that expensive. Um, not surprising at all. Just I'm not going to probably buy it myself. <laughs> um, either of you guys thinking about this one? Only in that it's hard to forget. Yeah. There's no chance of buying this. I want to own it now. Like, <laughs> I, I, 
whole lot about it I'm really into. Yeah, this is like especially when right now 150 American turns into like 200 Canadian or whatever. Yeah. See, uh, I would I'd consider if it was something closer to like uh the 2010 release of Primus. Oh, the uh the yeah, Takara like, Tomi uh, one. Yeah, the Takara Tomi one. Like cuz that's what you would expect out of a movie toy, right? Is like, you know, silvers and grays and like a muted palette. It's like the antithesis of anything movie designed. That's kind of why I got excited when I saw it. <laughs> I was like, cool, you made an anti-movie toy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's giant and chunky and heavy and nothing's hollow. And good Lord, yeah. I see where all your color budget went. Like, it's a great color scheme. Uh, it pops like that. That's that's what that's some of what you call that color pop. Um, but yeah, uh, Aaron is being fiscally responsible. So, uh, Aaron, you certainly are buying this. Like, this is this is a must-have. Yeah. yeah, to go along with the one that I just put in the bin. Poor Primus, man. Uh, I just don't have a place for two giant planet transformers and a giant star scream. Well, Primus comes with his own little his own little uh, what do you call it? Little little foot pegs for his planet mode, so he can have it stand up on its own. Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not saying as beach balls. I'm saying as giant robots. Oh, no, that's yeah. you, if you want to save room, you store them as beach balls. That's what I did. No, no, I have to dedicate an entire shelf just to get Unicron and Primus to stand together. Mm-hmm. They get less dust on them if you keep them in planet mode. They get even less dust in a bin. Well, look at the scientist over here. Man with the science degree and the science <laughs> brain. Knowing you're, all the his... one that, you're the one that brought up dust. <laughs> knowing all his dust science. Dust is gross, man. It's a metallic planet where no one has skin, so there is no dust. Yeah, but our dust is our skin. It's us. Mm -hmm. Makes dust even more gross. I don't even like touching it now because I'm like, ah, what is this? You know, like what, what, what of my skin is this? Is this arm skin? Is this like other skin, chest skin, mouth skin, (laughs) the rare ball skin? Ugh. Also, now I can't even. I see dusty toys in a, in a dealer room, and I'm just like, I'm just gonna put these plastic gloves on <laughs> and leave. How <laughs> many people are on you? Just gonna go be Howie Mandel over here. Just one person, but a lot of that one person. Well, you have to account for the fact that the dealer probably isn't the original owner either. Yeah. Well, man, when I sell stuff now, do you know how much I dust things or at least try to? Just yeah, like, that's yeah. the the stuff that's been on display for a while is getting a. I've got some of the dust cleaned rag things, the static whatever magic things, and give it a nice once over real quick before it goes in a ziploc. Put mm-hmm. it all away. Put all the dust away. Don't ever share it with anybody. Um, all right. That that's uh, that's Primus. Let me just scroll down into the Q and A uh of the uh the conference call once again if you want to read more about the conference call read everybody's account because i think everyone has got their uh their own unique spin on how they're reporting on it and they all have tidbits um i just like xv's writing a lot so i'm mostly using xv's uh, article from tformers because uh, it was the first one i looked at when i woke up um but one of the things in here that really caught me is apparently you know those tiny turbo changers mm-hmm. um Apparently the team is really digging how people have latched onto them. And it turns out Kojin Ono, uh, one of the, the designers who's been around since Transformers was still just Diaclone to Microman, uh, was involved in designing the tiny turbo changers. 
And I think that you can almost like, cause there was something about the fact that they all actually had a little tiny transformation. And as people pointed out to me, the fact that they were very similar to Q transformers, I was like, there's a certain sense of polish on these. So apparently they were a Kojin Ono project. Um, and about the boxes, uh, Apparently, the reason why they went for, for boxes on deluxes, uh, part of it is because it matches up with Voyagers and Leaders, and they think it looks cooler. Um, and then, uh, apparently, they, they, they mentioned that, like, this might have had something to do with influence from Black Series and Marvel Legends also boxing all their toys. Uh, there was a bit where they talked about, like, it's possible to tell more of a story with the boxes by having more involved packaging. I gotta say, if that was an intent... That certainly isn't happening on the premiere edition boxes that are almost blank on the back. Uh, mm-hmm. There, there is a failure to use that extra space on those. Um, but yeah, that 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 was the box question. Uh, and then, and guess what? When people asked them what their favorite uh, toys were, they went with the ones they just showed. <laughs> for the most part. Um, but yeah, it was John Fraser who brought up Leader Megatron. He said uh, when they saw the first prototype in jet mode, it was like a work of art in its detail and size. Uh, and apparently they had a is that how big it's going to be moment with it. Because uh, we all saw the photo from one of those, uh, was it the Brazilian Toy Fair, where there was someone holding the Leader the leader Megatron and it looked massive Oh yeah, in adult arms. Like, I'm ready for that figure. Uh, and the Voyager Megatron looks good, too. Like... It transforms in a really neat way. Uh, it's mostly only robbed of a waist joint, but like, darn good toy. Fusion cannon is like built into its arm in the transformation. Uh, and they mentioned like a little bit about movie masterpiece that stuff we talked about before. Um, seems like they they currently are just doing uh, Optimus and Bumblebee. Those are the only ones who really exist right now in boxed form. And I think that's about it. There might have been more tidbits. Uh, in th- oh, there was um, a little bit about Drift. So you guys know how the, the new Deluxe Drift is like a backwards retool of the old Deluxe Drift? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, apparently that was... Um, so that toy was actually never meant to be retooled that way. That was all Takara Tomy being magicians, apparently. Because um, with, uh, with Drift... It uh I got the impression from one of the one of the articles that like there was a little bit of a last minute thing with his alt mode changing. Um and so they took the original drift toy and they retooled a ton of it. It's almost a completely new toy now, but it was also like just reshelled in reverse uh to a like if you've if you've seen any videos of how or or if you've messed with the new deluxe drift and you have the old one, like it is the front and back are reversed, his arms and legs go from turning into the front to turning into the back and vice versa. Um, and apparently that, that is all just Takara Tomy being really good at what they do. Uh, that's all I remember uh, reading specifically in all these things here. So do you guys have any other thoughts on the fresh last night toy reveals or should we move on? I think we should move on. Yeah, I think I'm good. All right. Uh, we have got one more listener question. This was attached to the end of a private message I got from one uh, TFW user Cybertron Beast. Uh, he also DM'd me, and I replied to him on Twitter and kind of forgot about this. And it turns out there was actually a listener question attached to the end. Um, so, Aaron, since you're like halfway as a member of their podcast, uh, you want to read the listener question for I us? I got conscripted one time. Halfway as a... Are you, are you, are you d- deep throat? No. 
deep are you how deep are you and not nearly as far as it used to be in in hasbro well listen uh daryl really wanted this listener question read so i thought uh you should read it for us his uh some private message that i've removed talk to you later daryl lolly cybertronian beast p.s i've got a listener question for you why do you suck haha trans something forever uh it's not forever it's for vever oh that does say for vever yeah yeah um so let me tell you why we suck spelling zam good we spell forever correctly like a bunch of squares uh we don't add the letter v again to the word forever just cute these little temper tantrums you just kind of you just kind of let them go through it and get it out of their system and they cry some and then they fall asleep and they're so cute for vever there are also three exclamations on the uh the haha and it's in all caps so i think of that as like not a ha ha but more of like a punchy sharp like ha um but i'll leave that I've, up to... I've not had the script reading courses that you've probably had in order to understand what overly uh, capitalized words with extra uh punctuation i leave that up to daryl to translate for us as a reply to the thread was it a ha ha or was it like a ha ha or was it like a ha ha like i think it was um that's our listener questions that's most of the podcast we're now going to do a little bit of what we got this week uh let me tell you what i got this week i didn't get anything new but uh i made the decision that large complicated repro label sets aren't something i want to try to live stream this is going back to a podcast we did more recently uh, a little while ago when we were talking about aaron and his lego live streaming and the like mm. so i decided to uh i had my camera died this week and i'm probably gonna have to send it in and pay for some expensive repairs on it i'm not looking forward to any of that so i relaxed this week by doing two repro label sets i've had sitting around for a while these are full conversion sets uh, for the Repro Labels Combiner Wars Combiner, uh, which was a little project they were doing for a while. So this uses, these two sets uh, are my favorite sets of the five by far, and I guess that's why I did them first. I also don't have the toys for two of the other ones yet, but uh, these turn Combiner Wars Wheeljack into Exhaust and Combiner Wars Trailbreaker into The Fallen, uh, using not only labels, but uh, some some physical parts as well. The Fallen set comes with a faceplate that uh, you glue over Trailbreaker's mouth, and uh, the wheel or the Wheeljack into Exhaust set, um, as an option, can include some wings and missiles that they made that also can work for Wheeljack. And then the head on my exhaust is a Shapeways piece done in high-def uh, black acrylate um, that Steam Shield made. Steam Shield has made three heads for this set on Shapeways. Uh, he also did heads for... Uh, the two I don't have yet, now I forgot their names. But those heads are, help a lot. Um, and high-def black acrylate looks wonderful, especially when it's painted up. So uh, I, I spent some time a couple months ago painting up this exhaust head in anticipation of all this. Uh, and the sets look pretty darn cool. Um, the way that they turn Trailbreaker into the Fallen is pretty clever. Uh, I'm debating whether I should have painted his arms and legs black before I put the stickers on them, but I'm not sure yet. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's my what I got this week. I put some stickers on toys. Um, Aaron, did you get any Transformers this week? Nope. If, but you are if, we, were, if we were airing tomorrow, 
that'd be a strong yes. However, yeah. I still don't have the temporal mechanics down. The post office is your friend. Yeah. They were not your friend today. No, they no. were not. So both <laughs> things that I have coming, neither of them are FedEx's issue. They're both um, should have shipped sooner from the originators, but didn't for reasons that are unbeknownst to me. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, all right, I push ship. And then like 72 hours later, you get an email saying, all right, we shipped it. And you're like, Did, should I have pushed it harder? Yeah, <laughs> we shipped it. And here's a backdated shipping label made. I'm like, no, I'm, you're just lying. I hate th- I hate you. I, you so said we, that you made a label before I said to ship it. No, you're lying. We, we've talked about this before the recording, the language that's used right now. One of my least favorite ones we didn't talk about before the recording I really hate it when the, when it's like, it's shipped, and then you find out it means they made a digital label. Yeah. And so yeah. The, sh- the shipping status is made a label, and I'm like, listen, I get this is just how the system works. For some reason, it irks me that the system tells me it's shipped when the label's been made. Because I'm like, mm-hmm. they, they could put that label on the box now or a week from now. Like, <laughs> I don't know. The lingo needs to be fixed up in those systems. Uh... That, that's my personal least favorite one. Warehouse time I can deal with better than shipped and then three or four days later actually mm-hmm. mailed. Uh, no for real this time. What's the one that everyone on, on 17 track on our Twitter, they're always talking about? You know, the one from Asia. There's a certain line. I can't remember what, what the phrase was. It's like uh, origin something or other. Waiting, waiting in origin, waiting oh, at origin, yeah. origin, shipment. origin post. Yeah, await awaiting shipment at origin, and it stays like that for like three weeks. Um, anyway, TJ, do you have any fresh Transformers gets? Uh, I actually do. Ooh, what is it? Uh, well, just to get the oldest one out of the way that everyone's heard of before, I finally have my hands on the proper MP Starscream, the actual off-white the actual coronation set and all that hey and then like with the the box legs not the katana skirts yeah okay because this thing's i think this is like the third time that one's been issued by takara and i i couldn't swing it any of the other times oh like the legit mp11 you mean yeah okay yeah yeah that yeah they just reissued all the decepticons uh to go with megatron Mm-hmm. so that was nice to finally get a hold of mm-hmm. uh first experience with the cape and all that and you know the way they work is cool enough i didn't know it could like rock on his back aside from just opening up yeah so a little bit more dynamic than i expected but yeah it's uh yes yeah, the mp stars remold again just done up a lot better i mean if you're gonna get one it's the one to get unless you really like one of the other color schemes <laughs> you uh, know, no i i realized i went i've realized i've gone through this mold five times now yeah because all all because they weren't this one i'm so i I was gonna ask you now that you've got like the definitive version do you feel any draw at all to get the other five no yeah okay (laughs) no uh i did that for the classics i'm happy with that i will just stick to the one seeker at the large scale thank you um this this is this is a thing in another another world adjacent to ours uh do you feel interested whatsoever in any of the other five if they have their own color-coded coronation gear uh i don't think so okay i was curious there's a there there are like three 
two or three companies dueling, trying to do the best knockoffs of that mold in the other colors that are harder to find right now, like Thundercracker. And one of those companies, I forgot which one, they also do coronation gear uh, that's like color matched to the characters. So like their Thundercracker and Skywarp also come with coronation gear that's color matched to Thundercracker and Skywarp. And there's something about that that's kind of cool as a concept. Not enough to make me interested at all, really. But mm-hmm. I, I like the visual of the other Seekers getting their own capes and shoulder armors. Uh, kind of like they're like, well, Starscream can do it. You know, we could do it. You know, like Skywarp's like an idiot, right? So this yeah. idiot Skywarp is like, oh, I saw, I saw Starscream had this. I'm going to get one of my own. I'm going to be King Skywarp. Like no one, no one respects him whatsoever. It's this <laughs> idiot walking around teleporting with a cape on going like, I'm the king teleports rams his own face into a wall falls over unconscious i love skywarp it's just I, I like the characterization of skywarp where he has one of the most powerful abilities in all of cybertron but he's also an idiot right so he doesn't know how to use it like i love that characterization uh <laughs> what else did you get this week uh speaking of i did since i was staring directly at movie toys and didn't feel like getting them i did grab a handful of uh, the tiny turbo changers I still have not seen those in person. Like, I can order them on ToysRUs.ca um, if I really want to. Like, it's blind-packed, so I might get doubles. But, like, I've not seen them in person anywhere. They're worth it. In, they're worth seeing it in person because they do have that little tiny window that tells you which one they are if you can finagle the figure down into that corner of the bag. Yeah. I I really want to pick some up. Um, wow, I suck. I'm sorry, buddy, but fellow on twitter whose name i keep forgetting in the moment when we're recording uh has been keeping me updated as he's been painting uh some of those tiny turbo changers and like those things with paintwork done on them look immaculate i'm gonna go dig up those tweets while you're talking because i'm tired of forgetting his name (laughs) i'm genuinely i'm genuinely thinking about painting up these uh so yeah they are barren of paint aside from robot face a few scant details here and there but yeah they're all like MicroMaster level transformations. The plastic's a little bit soft, so you know they're going to survive any kind of accident. Uh, yeah, they're just neat little things to fiddle around with on your desk, and they have that kind of like you, you, you mentioned it. They have that kind of chibi aesthetic that you kind of get out of. Uh, you kind of get out of the uh, like uh, you know other lines out of Japan right now. Oh uh, yeah, Q Transformers. Q, yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, um, some people who was, I think it might have been, well, now I just went past the tweet. I need to open this in a separate tab. Someone pointed out to me on Twitter the similarities between these and Q-Transformers. It was Shion, Roadside Mushroom, uh, mentioned uh, how similar they are engineering-wise. Yeah. Um, they definitely more varied than that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's the tweet. Mech, Mechtavius is the one who's been repainting these. Okay. Uh, I'll share this with you. How do I forget Mech- the name Mechtavius? That's a great name. Um, but yeah, he uh, he he just posted up some uh, work in progress shots, and like they look good when they're mm-hmm. painted. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, like among these, like I got I got main basic cast Optimus Bumblebee and all that. I will tell you right off that it seems like a few of them. I think Bumblebee's Soundwave, the two I have, and I want to say Crosshairs from what I looked at, all share the same engineering. Mm-hmm. and it's a very very much a micromaster thing uh the arms are not secured in very well 
So they take a good tug to kind of work out. And then if you work it a little bit too much, arms go off. They pop right back in, but it's annoying. Mm. Uh, the others are actually just kind of neat. Like Grimlock is like stupidly simple, but he works really well. Because he's using that big horn spike on his helmet as his tail. Oh, cool. Yeah, and that way his legs just close together to make the beast head. So, dirt simple, but it works. Um, I don't know. Like, so far, like, I'm enjoying them enough. There's a few oddities. Like, Sideswipe ends up with this giant piece of shell on his back because they don't know what to do with the car hood. That that happened in Q-Transformers as well. Not with Sideswipe, but, like, four toys that were very similar. Some Q-Transformers were, like, notably messier than other ones. Yeah, I, I kind of got that. Because like, I, I bought Sideswipe as one of them and mm. re- didn't really like how he turned out. I was going to I was gonna forget the line, and then... Um, no, I think you recommended Ironhide, so I went and grabbed yeah. that one, and Kyrie Kyrie's like, no this, no, this is actually fantastic. Why couldn't they have all been this way? Yeah, and now, now the line's over. Uh, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, also, I think I, I think it was, at the, it was at the conference call or somewhere else, it was confirmed that, like, Currently, Tiny Turbo Changers is going is like what we see is basically the line. Um, they don't. It's not like Tiny Titans where they secretly have like more G one style or you know Rid style figures in the works. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is just a bunch of movie toys right now. But given the reaction to it, it sounds like they're really considering you know next year or something like bringing it back with more aesthetics involved. I hope so because these do have potential. I mean. Hasbro's always doing something like Tiny Titans, Bot Shots, that kind of thing, just to get you some kind of tiny, inexpensive thing to keep a hold of a trademark. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just these ones seem to do stuff like they, it's not that they do the most. It's they feel the most like little Transformers. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, because they're not relying on any gimmick like a Bot Shot. And they aren't just, you know, your static figurine, you know, like a Tiny Titan. It feels, you know, they are like legitimate tiny little transformers and that's perfectly fine it's almost like it's almost like how a u.s toy line does like world's smallest other than you know the transformations are reworked for the size yeah i gotta track some of them now mm-hmm. i'm in love with the tiny blackout <laughs> uh the tiny blackout's a little bit weird he's probably got the simplest transformation of them mm-hmm. and his head is strangely flat because it's all buried inside the front end of the helicopter but mm. if you if you can actually spot them out in the bag, uh, Starscream, Bumblebee, and I think even Optimus came out really well. Hmm. Right, I want to go. I want to go mold complete if I can. So I think there's also there's like a repaint of Bumblebee and a repaint of Grimlock. Yeah. Uh, and I I don't need those. I'm probably gonna end up with them by accident. <laughs> uh. <laughs> they're the only they're the only one they're the only black figures in the bag. So if you see black plastic, you can you can ignore them. Okay. And the main one I got, the last Transformer in the batch, I have my God Bomber. Aww. <laughs> Poor Aaron. <laughs> man, actually, he's hey, hey, this happened to me so many times. I know. Um, okay, I got, I got a question. Mm-hmm. Is he built okay? <laughs> he has some weird parts because of what he has to do. Because... Like, I watched Wotava's video and I noted I, I caught on about halfway through. It looks as though Wotafa, before he shot the video, 
tightened like at least a third of the joints in the figure. I didn't really have to tighten any of the joints. Okay. He kept um, bringing out this permanent matte uh, varnish, which I guess was like an equivalent to floor polish. Mm. And uh, from what I've read, it seems like a lot of people were like, oh, I sure could use that on mine. I don't I'm kind of bad to ask in that one because I'm a little bit more tolerant for those things in the first place. Mm. And to be fair, he didn't spend a whole lot of time in God Bomber mode. Yeah. Uh, for what I for what I played with, there's a few issues that I that I uh, got a little bit frustrated with, like the like the hinge on hit on the God Cannon that lets you move it up and down is like super cheap and doesn't fit well. So more like more than once I've had to put it back in place as it's popped off the cannon and it tends to sag in the in just the standard mode, which is upsetting because like that's the peg you have to hold on to it with. And how 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 is he at holding like how is Jinrai at holding the sword? Because that looked awful to me. Uh he can't. Okay. Uh, I don't know why. The sword is like a millimeter too narrow. Yeah, like th- when I saw that, um, it, w- it was not just Wotafa's video. There was a much angrier fan uh, who put up a much a much angrier video that I shared because it had a funny ending. <laughs> um, and it, of all the things that toy seemed to have a problem with, like the fact that the handle of the sword was simply wrong, I was like, guys, yeah. like <laughs> how did this happen? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the sword has cool elements to it. I like how it stashes in the cannon. Oh, I love that the cannon is like that is where God Bomber is. Like all his parts, his helmet, the little Titan Master, even. It's like you take the cannon off; it's just a trailer. You put the cannon on. Now it's actually God Bomber. Right. Right. Uh, did you see that video I shared? It was the, the guy. The guy was very unhappy with the toy, and then when he finally just let it fall over, he like there's a pause, and his arms come in, and he just starts doing a slow clap. <laughs> I was like, that's the first time I've seen a slow clap video review of a transformer <laughs> no i didn't actually see that oh he was i mean i'm sure this was at least like something you could see how this happens he had a lot of trouble with god Jinrai standing up and not falling over funny thing uh i will say like he feel like god bomber himself feels like a very simple transformer because he very much is the g1 toy just redone for mm-hmm. for the new for the new uh super Jinrai. My biggest fault with him, aside from all these little things he has going on, the only big fault I have with him is not with him, it is with Jinrai in that these his entire ankles rely on two hinges buried in his legs, and mine were loose to begin with. He could barely hold up Super Jinrai, and now he's got this massive backpack of Autobot. Yeah. Th- this was what I was afraid of the whole time. Like there's there's a lot about that toy I actually really like from what I've seen. Um, I'm kind of just getting this part all out of the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a fear, and it seems like it is true, that when you put together that God Jinrai, in, in, in the worst cases, it is as though you applied a third-party add-on kit to a two-and-a-half-generation retool. So, like, buried inside this toy, it's like it's like you've done too much. Like, there's too many layers of added non-congruency. Right. Yeah, it, it kind of has that feel to it. 
Now, there there is a few ways, like, Jinrai does have a few parts you can start wedging into positions. That's so, uh, that's what I saw in the video that really helped, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah, <laughs> those, yeah. Little, those little red things, right? Like you can right. Kinda, yeah. Right. Uh, I saw there's little red things, and then the Combiner Wars pegs, I think, that end up in his heels. Yeah. There's an angle you can move and twist those into where they just, like, apparently, like, jam right in and hold them together. Yeah, that's what I've got mine doing right now. And okay. it does it does hold them up. Yeah. It does yeah. work. Yeah, this video, the guy didn't do that. He just spent 30 seconds trying to pick the toy up and put it on the on the surface. And then eventually he just let it fall over and it looked really sad. <laughs> uh, and then the slow clap came and I was like, all right, that was pretty good. <laughs> um, it's yeah, because you're like the silver lining. It seems like just about every single one of these problems is not even hard to fix. Yeah, it's it's manageable. Like the only yeah. one that really the only one that really bugged me is that handle hinge on the cannon and uh yeah, the fact that Godjinrai can't stand up straight without help. But yeah, those are those are fixable. Those are doable. Like mm-hmm. all the combination elements work really well. Like that's what I, I that's why I think it has to work best on him. I I love that his transformation from trailer to robot, he actually transforms now. Yeah. Cuz like the original didn't really <laughs> yeah so being able to transform yeah. good bonus in this toy line yeah super trailer to super robot it yeah. helps a whole lot i will say he comes with my favorite comics so far too yeah oh yeah I, i've been i like that uh within 20 minutes of me seeing that panel i then saw a photo of a fan in japan who had done it already yeah hmm. i love yeah yeah so in the comic he's got like it's thrust and trick diamond. Yep, as the, his the Unicron agents. Yeah, stuck to his legs because what holds his lower legs in place uh, before they turn into Godjinrai's boots are Combiner War pegs. So you can just put whatever Combiner War legs you want on there, and they went the extra mile and turned that like grimacing, shouting Nightbeat head into like evil Minerva. Yeah, yeah, and and. It looks great. Like when you when you just have that head on there with those two wrong legs, it looks like the trailer got taken over by three hijackers. Yeah. Hmm. Like the yeah, proportions it's... get weird in a cool way. <laughs> like tiny head and big legs. It's kind of weird. Like I have I've have yet to do that myself with the the with the toys available to me, but I got to do that. Yeah. So uh yeah, God Bombers all right, he's 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 problematic, but good lord, does he look cool with Super Jinrai? Mm. Yeah, for for all for all the faults, like it seems like a lot of the problems are fixable without even modifying the toy or adding chemicals. But it's you know, adding adding floor polish to tighten a lot of the hinges seems like it does a ton as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, I got this my one my one massive critique coming out of all of this. I'm kind of like y- you specifically designed him to attach to the toy. How is anything not working well? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's yeah. the part where, for all the ways it does work, like, there's just, I'm a little peeved still. Because, like, a lot of these problems, especially the sword handle one, I'm like, there has to be that's, a story behind this. That's so confusing to me. Yeah. Because it's literally just molded too narrow. Also, I, I saw I saw for the God Jinrai combination, like, a lot of stuff clicks into place, but the chest panel doesn't fasten to the backpack, really. Um, not really. 
Yeah. But it, it fits snug enough to the chest. Yeah, like, it's fine. It's just, like, I look at it and I'm like, I don't understand how someone didn't see the place that a fold-over latch would go. Like, it just seems like that's supposed to be there. Yeah. Uh, just little things like that where I'm like, whose project was this? I mean, he holds okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, like again, it's like, it's like there's nothing critically wrong with it. It's just all these little things where I'm like, I'm like, was this done in a rush? Or like, was, was this like, was this more of like an educational project, but it turned out well enough? Like, I don't know. I, I don't want to like, because a lot of people laid into that figure when those first photos came out. And I, I don't think the figure looks, you know, god awful. It's just, just for crying out loud, guys. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we acknowledge that it's like an Energon wing saber. It exists to be a power up and, right. you, know, ad, you know, admit its faults and just try to enjoy it for what it is. It's just like Wing Saber at least plugged on to the the guy really well. And then the guy would be able to stand. And I'm I'm just so confused. Like mm-hmm. was was that toy designed when perhaps Super Jinrai had ratcheted ankles rather than like loose hinge ankles? Uh whole lot of questions. I'm still looking forward to that thing. I'm not sure when I'm going to ship mine. He's sitting in one of those private warehouse stash piles. That aren't actually files. That's another conversation we had before recording, yes. <laughs> There's part of me is sad that it isn't just a gigantic bin with my, with my name on it and a pile of toys in the middle. I bet, like, ten years ago it was. <laughs> before traffic got crazy. Yeah, mine's in a virtual... Like, I am... There is a system somewhere that confirms to me I own one. I just need to pay to ship it somewhere. So hopefully that will happen. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's do a quick off topic. Um, I have nothing, uh, off topic to talk about except that my camera died. I got the, uh, the Canon Error 80. So there is a good chance that the motherboard in my camera is melting itself. Uh, so I need to get the motherboard replaced. Never thought I'd say that about a camera, but... I never thought I would need to know anything about cameras until like five years ago. So, hey, um, Aaron, any off topic activity on your end? Um, so like a year ago, I backed the BattleTech. Oh, yeah. Um, um, Kickstarter from Hairbrain Schemes and the beta for that dropped last night. And uh, I've gotten in four or five rounds of that. And uh, at this point, it's still just PvE. Uh, they wanted to have PvP out, but something about uh, they said something along the lines of like their net code wasn't quite where they wanted it to be. But they wanted to get it out in the hands of people because they've already delayed it once, and they want to get a whole lot more testing done on it. So I've been doing, I've been doing my part. I sent them my one error log that got kicked out at one point in time, but uh, I've been having a whole lot of fun with it. That's it's, great that uh, it's materializing like this. Yeah, you you manage uh, a lance, so you've got your your four dudes that go up against four other dudes, in just this like skirmish mode, and uh, it's been a whole lot of fun. I've gotten to uh, stomp some mechs to death. I've had the cross map critical headshot blow up my heavy mech on like the second salvo back and forth. So I've had I've had the whole gamut of experiences and it's all stuff because 
I mean, I played Battletech back when it was a hex grid on a piece of paper on the dining room table. Uh, so there's it definitely, in in my opinion, has caught like the the spirit of what that the original game was. Excellent. Uh, I've had a lot of fun with it. I can't wait for it because they've got a a full campaign plus style mode where it's uh like fully voice acted campaign in a specific region and even once you get through it all then it still has like open-ended procedurally generated missions at the end of it so that you can keep playing as your mercenary group um i'm really looking forward to when the whole kitten caboodles out i gotta give me give me the update on here yeah i um they're more than happy to have stuff be twitch streamed and the like so oh i may be deciding to do that uh potentially later on um i'd like to get a few games in before i start doing stuff like that just so that i i look like i know what i'm doing so i still yeah. haven't played mech warrior since i forgot which one it was but i i was able to run it on a decent laptop at the time and i got a joystick for it yeah, so that was Mech Warrior, which is like you're the one person inside the mech. This yeah. is you're controlling four of them from like a top-down perspective. Yeah, yeah, this is more strategy yeah. oriented. Uh, I was gonna say if, if they if they ever roll in some kind of uh, hot shot, I'm a pilot by own mech stuff because I got an ego like that. I'll totally crash your game and then come on over and shoot missiles at you. And that's that's more Mech Warrior Online, which is free to play. Um, but I, I backed that one kind of sort of before it was like a backer thing. Can I pay to win? Uh, I think that one is very much a, a, a pay for, uh, advantages. All right. Uh, anything else on your end? Um, not off the top of my head. Your Lego shuttle no. will be next time. My Lego Saturn V, not a shuttle. Your Lego space. <laughs> I was going to say, I was trying to find, find a noun. It's that a was, meter tall. I'm trying to find a noun that's specifically wrong. Yeah. Your uh, your Lego uh, space boat. Yeah, your, sure. Your Lego astro truck. Yep. Your Lego orbital helicopter. Mm-hmm. Oh, Aaron, I had a question for you. Okay. What was it that had you screaming inside yourself in the last episode? Um, so, uh, as you guys were talking about the Hascon stuff, uh, through like the Magic the Gathering things, uh, that was a little bit of it because I used to <laughs> play Magic the Gathering a whole lot and I've kind of kicked it a couple times. Uh, Mark Rosewater, which is one of the guys that's going to be there, is very much, uh, <laughs> Like, he's been involved with it for a very long time. I forgot that I made uh, up a bunch of other names for him. The The silver-bordered cards are cards that are not allowed in play. Uh, they're generally silly. There were two expansions, at least, Unhinged and un something else. Oh, I remember those. Silver-bordered that were, like, weird, like, cards that stretched across two things sideways yeah. and stuff that had half mana costs and when i was playing hero clicks once mm -hmm. some guys uh busted at the unhinged cards and played a game with unhinged 
Right. I distinctly remember. So there, there are things that are official, but yeah, not really. Yeah. Um. Oh, there was something else where you guys were talking about a different line, and I was just sitting there like, "No, you fools!" Well, yeah, Mike Michael Rosenbaum is is a pretty good guest get uh, for Hascon then, if he's been working on magic that long. Yeah. Um. But no, there were. It was just a few things like that where I was just like, "We're going." You gotta keep a list uh, next time. It's yeah, important to me. Just, just keep a notepad by the desk and explain why there's all this profanity written on it. Yeah, although just think of it. Okay, here's the thing. Every time you do it, you also write negative five next to each one. Like, there aren't actually any points, but you can still deduct points. You can still deduct and, imaginary yeah. points from you. Well, yeah. That, that, that doesn't sound like a bad idea. Just... Then you could post the list in the thread later. And then we create... Uh, say Chris lost 12 points over the last week. We create interactive content that way. That's the word content. Um, alrighty. Uh, if that is all your off-topic activity. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> TJ, uh, what have you done off-topically? Uh, I did get a few other things. Uh, my Q-Ranger collection grows with the Ryu and uh, Kuma Voyagers. Uh, the Ryu Voyager is really dumb. It comes with a giant hollow dragon head that only looks good in dragon mode. I've only looked at the mini plot, and they always make the mini plot look cool. So I, I don't know too much about it. This looks like one of those comically big sombreros. It's just in the shape of a dragon head. Because <laughs> his head is real tiny, but this head goes like all the way past where his back is. And then when you combine the two, which he just turns into this like big over-the-shoulder cannon thing, it's a dumb transformation. Mm. Uh, it just like sticks to the to the front of everything and still looks just like a big dumb hollow dragon head. So they kind of, they kind of went from from zero to classic plex design uh, in in one iteration there. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> When I saw that the, the it wasn't even the big combination, but the next big combination was like, what if we just have a big thing and you put all the Qtamas on it, and that's how they combine. Uh, I forgot the name of it now. I know they got a big spaceship coming. Yeah, and then instead of combining with all the other toys, you just stick all the Qtamas on it. Which is lame. And I'm like, I'm yeah, I hate that. That was the, my biggest problem with Gokaiger, like the big anniversary series, with all these throwback mecha, and in the final combinations, like, here, take, like, the gun from one and, like, the leg from the other. You're done. And I was like, no, where's my G12? Well, that had a full combination thing, but it was, like, its own thing. It wasn't, it was, it, like, changed it up so much it wasn't even based on, like, Goanger anymore. Yeah, no, no, G12 was the, was the stack. Yeah, G12 had everything on it. Oh, that one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, G12 is like G12 and the the Shinkenger one. Those two are kind of like um that and and the the Bokenger one. Those three are kind of like my three my three points for what I what I want to see out of a final combination because it's like Oh yeah. Make every single piece attached to it. Otherwise it just feels phoned in. That's me. Yeah, I didn't go for the Shinkenger one so much because it got to the point where okay, these two attach, but they're like decorations on the bottom back of the platform that's why you need the mini plot version because there were separations so they were at least decorations on the bottom back of shoes well mm-hmm. that's so much better the, the mini plot the, the mini plot one got rid of the platform 
entirely, if I remember right. And they were like, what if the platform is just more boots? And I'm like, Samurai Ha'o with actual legs looks awesome. It's ridiculous, but it looks awesome. I don't know. Well, the dragon's cool on his own, at least. Because yeah, it's, yeah. it's at least gigantic. Um, yeah, and then the other one's just a, a bear with a little bear riding on its back. And the little I mean, bear looks like it's riding on a unicycle. What else is a little bear going to ride on, right? Yeah. It's the best thing to have bears ride on. Other bears. Cycles. And other, mm-hmm. like, I meant other bears. Well, other, but, other bears, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, you could do the, uh, if you really wanted to. That's how you get a recursive bear stack going. That was a programming joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Programmers in the audience will understand. <laughs> no, uh, beyond that, let's see, what else was it? I got Figma Phoenix Wright. He's out. I Okay. That was one of those toys I just was like, yeah, he's a pre-order, I bet. I had three Figmas on pre-order. The other two were the, the new Legend of Zelda ones mm-hmm. that are like super well-painted and sculpted. And budget determined, no, you can only keep one. So yeah. I, 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 I keep the attorney. You chose the right one. I, I kind of did. It's a really fun one to play with. Because oh. he has, like, he has all those fun expressions that you get, like, really goofy pictures out of, like the big shocked face and hands to go with it. Yeah, and also, you know, who's gonna have tons of figures made of of every single one of his designs every time anyone gets the license is Link and Zelda. Oh yeah, like, oh yeah, th- those look like good figmas. But I'm like, you know what? I bet that someone else will do specifically that Link and Zelda again somewhere down the road. Yeah, uh, probably. I don't know, I just have, like, the other Figma links, so it's like, I want to I want to keep the aesthetic going. Mm. No, um, no, it's a, it's a really fun figure. It comes with his little podium and everything. He's got a lot of, a lot of fun display options. The thing I liked, and I did not expect this, is that, of course, he comes with his little word bubbles, but he comes with them in both uh, Japanese and English. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I, I did not expect the English ones. I, okay, I bet you that there is a legit north american goods mod release on that one then i'm not sure if there is i should go check there's a good smile store in toronto believe it or not i should go and see if they have that figure because like i know the box lists like phoenix right in english and like the ace attorney name but all the logo and everything and all the larger print is done up in uh katakana so yeah yeah no i i just um because i think it's like that with other domestically released figmas as well it's just if they are including all the the Phoenix Wright stuff, then uh, it must be clear to release over here. And that's why I bought the Kirby Nendoroid is because I saw it in a store I could walk to. And yeah. that, that did a whole lot to convince me. <laughs> yeah, I did that to a I did that to a link, uh, the uh, Nendoroid link. Yeah, because I kind of I kind of want Phoenix Wright. Yeah, it, it, it has a lot of fun little options to it. Like I'm looking uh, forward to just goofing around with figures and photos one day. I had an IT job uh, where I also played a whole lot of Phoenix Wright on my Game Boy. Because I didn't have to do very much. Yeah. That's my one of my deeply tied memories of Phoenix Wright. <laughs> no, um, no, uh, fun little figure. Glad I, glad I kept that one of all. Uh, last one for the off topic. Last thing I got is my box of 66 action Mega Man figures came in. Those are out too, man. Yeah, I like it's June, isn't it? Suddenly, yeah. all the stuff is coming out. Uh huh. Are are they any good? I'm surprised. I I actually like them a lot more than I expected to. 
Because I've there... been hearing nothing but mixed feelings on all the four inchinal Sentinel Mega Man, which is really bumming me out. That that is upsetting. Like I got I got the EXE one in that line, and I wasn't happy with the joint tolerances. It, yeah. it's, it scared me off of their Mega Man X release, which for me, that's saying something. So I just had to try some uh, Velkysis got their Mega Man X and was like, why did any the neck articulation design? I have no answer as to yeah, why. That's such a strange position. I don't know. Like the XE is the same way. I don't know how to work that neck. Yeah. Like all I can say is I hope at least that those were not worked on by chemical attack and T-Rex because like I I, re- I I mentioned to Vulcanisis I was like really when I yell about Sentinel stuff I've come to learn that it's more that I'm yelling about specifically chemical attack and T-Rex uh, who operate within Sentinel um, Sentinel has more than one team and uh, I never got any of the Metamorphose toys but I heard the Metamorphose getters felt like a, almost a different company made them as far as their design work. Uh, not not necessarily in a good way. Um, but the 66 action guys, like, if those are solid, they're, they're a good price point. I might mm-hmm. track some of those down. Yeah. They've got just about every piece of articulation I want outside of, like, a thigh rotation. Mm. And even then, their hips are ball-jointed, so you do get a little bit of movement. Um, Yeah, they're really well-sculpted. It helps that Mega Man kind of lends itself... Uh, it lends it lends itself to like Mega Man's slightly super deformed aesthetic in the first place. Oh yeah, like the squishedness of sixty six mm-hmm. action. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything comes. Everyone comes with a swappable hand to like hold onto their buster. <laughs> That's cool. And everyone comes with a little accessory thing. You know, e tank little uh, little dash effect for Mega Man X. So a lot of little options. Uh, the highlight for me was the fact that there is a Mega Man Volnut from Legends. Yeah. I I, I only played the, about halfway through Mega Man Legends, but I, I just remember it was the first Mega Man since, like, 7, where I really felt a connection to the character rather than just the action. Yeah. Um, that was the first one that really focused a lot on story. Yeah. And I, I always have been kind of fascinated and bummed out by the... Uh, the tales of how it almost got to have like another chapter uh and did not mm-hmm. i think it was like a part three i'm still bitter over that yeah capcom like it was like one of the hottest things that people were following it's still like the highest thing if you search Mega Man legends on google and capcom just cut the legs out from under it for no reason and I want to say that felt like, from someone who kind of looked from the outside in, that felt like the beginning of the long-running joke of Capcom and Mega Man. Oh, no, no. That was the final nail in the coffin. Oh. Like, there was an X remake that got canceled. There was Mega Man Universe, I want to say, that got canceled. Oh, there right! A, like, yeah, they they wanted to do their own little big planet with interchangeable stages and customizable characters. That got canceled. And then they did the... Uh, MMO that was going to be in South Korea, and that got canceled. Yeah. For mm-hmm. some reason, I thought this all got kicked off by the, the Legends 3 cancellation. But it No, made, no. Yeah. No, I think the earliest official cancellation was they were going to do like a GBA, rem- GBA or DS remake of the five Game Boy Mega Men in color and everything. Yeah. And I think that was the first game that got axed and everything else just dominoed, and Legends was like the last victim. I remember, I remember when I checked out was when it basically got confirmed that like Maverick Hunter X was a one and done game. 
uh, the PSP remake with like the anime movie attached to it. I think it was called mm-hmm. Maverick Hunter X. I yeah, I was that made me looking that had me looking forward so much to like them doing the same treatment for X two and X three. Yeah, uh, and then once I realized that was never happening, I was like, you know what? I'm it makes me a '90s kid, but I like <laughs> X more than everyone else. And if they're not doing any more X, I'm out. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm just watch from a distance, kind of the same way. Uh, I loved X four. X four is like one of my favorite PlayStation games ever. Um, I was. My pipe dream was that they were going to make their way to X4 and then, like, do good anime for X4. And hire an actual voice actor. Yeah. And then I was like, I want to see them write those scenes and then, like, write them in, like, with some kind of weird wink and nod built into the dialogue of, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, someone else in the background in some scene going, like, what am I fighting for? (laughs) I had the same pipe dream with Mega Man 8. It's like yeah. they because they did they did the they did that remake on the PSP for the original game. So if they got that far, like, at, but at the same time, like, I don't want that changed. That's also a lot farther away so, than X Four. <laughs> yeah. Well. Okay. That's true. <laughs> that that would not survive. It would not survive the PSP's lifespan to get that far. My hope was that if they were going to continue that series, they, you know, they did Mega Man One. They had, they would have to do Mega Man Two, uh, Mega Man Three, and then just skip to Mega Man Seven. Because uh, I also really liked Mega Man 7. Um, you are one of the only people. <laughs> I know. I think it's because Mega Man 7 felt very X-y to me um, in, in a lot of its yeah. delivery. And because uh, I didn't really like Mega Man 8 all that much. I, I just really I really liked 7. I liked all the character designs. Mm-hmm. And then, I yeah, I came to realize a whole lot of people don't seem to like Mega Man 7 very much. Yeah, a lot of people complain that because the sprites are so much bigger, he feels more cramped. And he I, doesn't have the same movement he had in the NES games, which I kind of get, but at the same time, I still really like that game. When, when that game was new, I just felt like it was an upgrade. I was like, yeah. this is now Mega Man. <laughs> uh, I later realized it was, it was because it also made him look more like X, and I think that I just have a bias. <laughs> if you go back and look at the bosses, you'll notice like the design work in Mega Man 7. Like All the Robot Masters look more like Mavericks. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Like they're way more complex in design than the old bots. Yeah, and and I wanted I wanted figures of all of them. Uh, anyway, that's I'm gonna I'm gonna start reminiscing on my old broken uh, duo model kit. Uh made from the most brittle plastic in the entire world. Yeah, I had some of those models. That was bad. They're remaking yeah. that series now, though. Yeah, I I I would love to get that duo. I. I don't really love Duo. I just like how he looks. Um, Duo is like the big mysterious dude from Mega Man 8, for those listening. Uh, And I actually don't know what his story is to this day. I keep forgetting it. I keep looking it up every few years and immediately forgetting it. He was kind of a nothing, but he has a really cool design. He has a big-ass hand. Um, Anyway, we should close up from here. I'm just starting to go down Mega Man memory lane. Mega memory lane. That's a bottomless pit for me. Get out now. All right. Uh, thank you all for listening. That was episode 462 of WTF and TFW. We'll be back with some more Transformers talk. And we are in the month of the release of Transformers 5, The Last Knight. So uh, probably end of this month or early next month, we'll have uh, a dedicated spoiler cast uh, with our thoughts on that film, as I'm sure we're all going to go watch it like three times with a notepad, taking notes diligently, like uh, hardcore 
uh, enthusiast fandom journal journalists. Um, so thank you, Aaron and TJ, for joining me, and mm -hmm. I will talk to uh, all of you later. Hey, hey.